Hey, what's going on, everybody? That intro cut short on me. What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here. And that's you. I wasn't even ready to go. I had two seconds left. Mm. All right. Shout out to the Coach Gang for being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. I wasn't picking my nose or anything. Anyway. <laughs> I got money. I had two seconds left to catch my breath. But anyway, man, shout out to the Coach Gang. We back in the building. Uh, we got a great show today. We're going to talk about looks, money, and status. Does that matter anymore? And we're going to throw in game in there. You guys know I like to beat on the game guys from the 1995 uh, years. And shout out to my Generation X guys that had more game than a, that they needed a referee. They had so much game that they needed a referee. Anyway, great show today. Um, yes, I, I got in trouble on the YouTube. All right. They did not like my show today. They did not like my show. All right. I got three pieces of feedback from them right away. All right. So um, it's it's absolutely amazing. I mean, they tried to hit me with everything on that show. Uh, uh, you know who was in effect. I mean, the whole damn day, I'm getting notific notifications about that show. It got age restricted. It got taken down. All right. I deleted it. It had a copyright notification. I mean, just nope. listen, one thing after another. It is absolutely disgusting how I got treated this morning. So anyway, yeah, did I tell you got age restricted? All right, that video, today's video, this morning, they was after that video. Um, and I'm like, what did I discuss that was age inappropriate? I mean, I don't know if it's the termination, early termination topic. I think they're going around just doxing people on that, not docking, doc, not doxing, docking people. Um, again, it's a family show. This is the evening show. Anyway, this show does not promote hate or harm for anyone. I know you're not going to listen to this, but it is what it is. I got to talk about it. We don't promote hate or harm for gender, sex, class, gender, race, class, whatever, all of these things that we talk about. We're promoting healthy relationships for men. Most of the healthy relationships for men are going to be when they are in their own realm. Um, so when it comes to this looks, money and status thing, we got to talk about it because there's a lot of people who watch the show. They're still in the field. Some of these guys still think they're max and players. Some of these guys, you know, some of you guys are curious about the dating landscape. We can agree on one thing, that the dating marketplace is an absolute catastrophe. And uh, it is for most people. I know you see people in relationships. It doesn't mean they're happy. I'm not happy. All right. 99% of, of relationships absolutely flounder. So you might see somebody in a relationship today. Sometime down the line, they won't be in a relationship. And it's just fine. It's absolutely fine. So then 99% of relationships fail, 50, 50 to 60 to 70%, depending on where you are. In California, you saw my evidence, 75% divorce rate in California, but that does include people who marry two and three times, just so you guys know. And um, um, despite that, people still have hope that they're going to find themselves a soulmate, all right? Despite the fact that they're aging uh, men and women. They don't improve themselves and they're using the hope strategy in order to get there. So we're going to talk about looks, money and status. If we have time, we have two questions that were asked to me on the Ask Coach Greg Adams channel. So we might cover those today. And without further ado, let's get back into the show. Oh, we'll talk about tricking, too. We'll talk a little bit about tricking and all of that stuff. We'll we'll bring it in because that's part of the marketplace today. It's absolutely part of the marketplace um, right now. Uh, Generation Z women will sell whatever they have for buck 50 right now mm. 250 tops all right maybe four i mean you can go all the way you can go all the way up to whatever you want to pay for it um and i don't know if that's what uh people find uncomfortable with it but i think when you do that it doesn't make you a trick we're going to talk about what tricking actually 
is uh, because people are confused. People are confused by these terms. Simp, tricks, game. All right, those th those terms right there. People have picked and choose what, what it means and applied it to a universal system of, of that, but but they don't know what it means, all right? They don't know what, what they're exactly talking about. So you might see something like seeking arrangements and call a guy a trick. Well, that's him using seeking is not a, not a trick. He's just taking that particular aspect of dealing with it. And it could be, uh, it could be a very nominal fee where he can afford it and it doesn't break his pockets. Now, if the girl is, um, is 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 trying to get him to be uh, pay a part of his, her bills on a routinely basis, and she's not trading what she's supposed to trade, and she's just showing up for conversation, or she's doing some sort of online thing and teasing him with money, and then promising him things in the future. Now that now you're getting into tricky. All right, now there's no fair exchange. Now you're getting into a situation where she's overly manipulating him, and she's using what could possibly be, and he's using. I fell in love with a stripper and I want to save this girl. All right. Now that is a whole realm of the tricking. Now he's getting tricked. She's getting tricked, but I don't understand how a woman can give her only thing and then say she tricked somebody. All right. Look, you lost that bet. You definitely lost that bet. I mean, that was the only thing you had. And as we have seen here, uh, a lot of women understand that. And you gave the only thing you had. See, money wasn't the only thing he had. What what you gave him was the only thing you had. I looked at it as I have an ATM between my legs and I just I'm just using it. All I got to do is put my card in and that's it. And put the pin number and boom, money just comes right out. So we're also going to talk about game because what I've noticed, I've done a little research on this. Um, When I looked up the topic looks, money and status, I actually did a video on this two years ago, maybe two and a half, three years ago when I was in the little apartment. All right. Now I'm in my mama's house in the basement bunker in Desert Storm. All right. All right. Now I'm in my mama's house and my 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 futon is right over here. You can't see it. It's off camera right here. And I have a Murphy bed and a futon right here. I live at my mama's house now. I got demoted. <laughs> All right. But uh, this is the Devers Desert Storm bunker. Uh, my mama. Hey, mama, be quiet. All right. I done fell down a little bit. So. uh <laughs> Uh, but but people then people have had this topic looks money and status for a long time. But what I've noticed is lately people have thrown game in there. All right. So they'll say looks money status. And now game has somewhere somehow snuck its way in the conversation. All right. And um, no doubt dating coaches, uh, people who aspire to be PUAs snuck that in there uh, when when for the most part, it had nothing to do with the other three. All right. So what what that is, is basically they're they're using looks, money, status, which are things that men have always sought to attain or wish to have had. And then they threw game in there to try to throw us off the scent as a tactic or right? as a, you know, a skill set. When when the other three aren't skill sets, I mean, <laughs> like how y'all throw that in there? You know what I mean? But you know, listen, that's this. We'll throw it in there. We'll discuss it. And we'll discuss what it really means. Don't listen to some of these people, man, that obviously ain't got no damn game. All right. So um, they're just being a they're just very good at interpreting and and and, and more or less pri pirating information from other people who have pirated pirated their information from mostly hip hop stars and players and pimps. All right, like real ones from the 80s and 90s. All right. And 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 the dudes that are talking about it today have seen hide nor hair of a street corner, a track. Right. Uh, an attractive woman, hide nor hair of attractive woman. 
So uh, I don't understand where they're coming from. And they seen hide nor hair of a rap lyric or a booth, you know what I mean, to record themselves. So you're sitting in there like, what? You know what I mean? So uh, we'll talk about it. We'll throw it in there. Lux money status game. And uh, is it the death of Lux money status game? Does that matter for Generation Z going forward here? You'll be absolutely shocked at this conversation. Anyway, we got almost a thousand people in here. Um, as we know, we're dealing with some things. People uh, here at YouTube, I'm constantly on the fight and the grind. So we will have our audience trickling slowly. Do me a favor, though. You can help by getting the like button hit. Strike that like button. It's free. We got almost 1,000 people in, almost 900, and we only have 291 likes. We should have a ratio of 50% at least. So let's go ahead and hit the like button right here. It's absolutely free to contribute to this show. If you're curious about who I am, Who's this old, handsome, milk-dudded, chocolate-skinned man that you see on your screen today? It is me. It is me. If you're wondering about my ages, I'm 46 years old. All right, born in the 1970s, a child of the 80s, all right, and a young man, a young black male of the 90s, all right? I'm well-seasoned around here, all right? You guys got to sprinkle a little season on you. If you're younger than me, doesn't matter. Um, if you're older than me, doesn't matter. A lot of times, if you're older than me, you might know more, but you might be a bigger simp. If you're younger than me, you might think you have game, but you ain't got no experience, no leverage or anything else. Hence, you have to use game. We'll get into that. We'll get into that. When the absence of everything else, you have to use manipulative tactics. So I get it. Uh, but enjoy this show. I know I look like an old man. And then sometimes I look like a young man, but 46 years old. If I dyed my beard with just for man and put cancerous materials on my jaw i could probably look 35 all right but um if i shaved it off probably could look 30 if i keep it going right here i probably look 58 all right when i started making content i look 36 all right now i look 58 <laughs> all right anyway to let your voice be heard one more time one more again dollar sign cga live right there at the bottom right hand corner that be the cash app all right also also, paypal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams is right there on the PayPal. It will be at the top of the live chat. You can click on there and let your voice be heard or the sponsor today's show. As you guys know, man, this is the this is how it works, man. The show has to be sponsored. I have to take on sponsors to make this work because they don't want you to have this information and they don't want you to have this edutainment. By the way, if you are easily butthurt, if you don't like this, if you can't laugh, if you can't laugh and laugh at yourself, if you take life too seriously, this isn't the place for you. Viewer discretion is advised. You were warned. You're choosing to watch this content. Um, if you get your panties in a bunch at just about, I'm talking for like two hours, two and a half, three hours, you know, mid-20s, late 30s, early 30s, late 40s. All right, I'm talking for two and a half hours. Of course, you're not going to agree with everything. Just brush it off your shoulder. If it, does, if it doesn't apply, let it fly, as Obsidian used to say. You're not going to agree with everything. If you agree with everything, hey, welcome to the coach gang in the building. Hey, it's all good. It's all good. You're not going to agree with somebody who's voicing their opinions and telling you information, facts, logic, deliberation, reasoning for two and a half hours. I understand. But look, I got money. All right. Anyway, man, appreciate everybody here. Uh, let me see here. But, you know, it's funny. People can't um, people find their way to these particular pages like all the stuff you can watch on the internet and you're watching coach greg adams i don't know maybe maybe you just like the way i look i don't know what you want i don't know what it is uh you like my you like my style you like the way i comb my hair 
You like the stylish clothes I wear. It's just the little things you do that make me want to get with you. Uh, uh. All I want to do is zoom, a zoom, 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 and a boom, boom. See, that's, I don't know why you're here, but then you get offended. All right, listen, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, they can't handle the tooth in here. All right, uh, evening show. Uh, let's get into the let's get into the earlier contributors to this show because there's some brothers that come right in, pause, and they get on it. They get on it on it. So we're gonna acknowledge those brothers right here. SAU Engineering is back over there, south of the border. He says, Good afternoon, coach. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Shuffling already. And he also adds this. He also adds this. He says, Shout out to T-Mon, who got shot on his birthday. Five years ago, and we do want to say rest in peace to T-Mon. Unfortunately, he didn't make it. He was going to marry this one girl. He was out thugging, and he got shot on his birthday. She went homeless. <laughs> uh, Maryland guy says, what's up, coach? I'm five foot seven and some change, all right? Hey, depending on what shoes you're wearing. If I had a dollar for every woman I've seen have a height requirement on dating apps, I would be tall enough. Yes, we're going we're gonna to cover that height thing because I cover it a lot. Um, and uh, we're going to cover that height thing. I'm a little sawed off myself, uh, and there's ways you can work around it. I'm not giving you tactics or dating advice, but what I'm saying is, um, the height factor can be, well, it's one of those things that you can jump over now because of, we're talking about the new modern dating, uh, landscape. And if looks are that important anymore, there's ways that that it, it almost never comes up in the situation that I deal with young junior college women. All right, listen, I'm just. <laughs> All right. It rarely ever comes up because that is not what the most important mate selection quality is for that. All right. We'll talk about that. I gave a little bit away, but we'll talk about it. Rockaway Bob says an article in the New York Post teachers turn only fan star pregnant by student and she's keeping the baby. Oh, my gosh. All right. Let me see here. Maybe that'll be a topic for tomorrow. Um, boy, it keeps getting worse and worse. All right, <laughs> goodness, it keeps getting worse and worse because two years ago they were talking about teachers turning the OnlyFans and seeking arrangements. Now it continues to escalate. My goodness, what is this here? I'm gonna have to pull that up. Uh, let's see here. I'm gonna see if I can find it briefly, and that might be something we discuss. Yeah, I see it. It's it's here. It's here, live in the living color. We won't cover it today. But uh, I appreciate that. That might be a conversation for tomorrow. We will be doing blue pit, blue chip mindset, blue pill mindset, blue chip mindset on Wednesday mornings. Don't say my government name says I came back from Houston this weekend. I saw a brother cold approach multiple ladies from the community and they all giggled. Apparently that work steals also um, saw some chesticles at a live show while eating but I wasn't grossed out because they were all, but I was grossed out. Hold on. Because they were all overweight, as they say here. That's Houston for you. Um, overweight is uh, one of those things. Like, I I, I know some people, like the, their mate selection, they would pick a woman and they would call her thick. And um, to me, she would be overweight. <laughs> like, I've seen people be like, oh, yeah, they, they'll put up a picture and they'll be like, oh, yeah, and this one, and she got, and they'll call her thick. And I'm looking like, man, I'm like, that's looks like obese to me. But <laughs> we all have different dating standards and we don't police anyone salami over here. But um, I don't know if we've gotten away of what the 
what what we we need to come on one accord here. I know everybody's beauty is somewhat subjective, but it is somewhat not subject subjective either. And I know it does cross culture and ethnicity and things like that. Yeah, I get all that. But but we need to come to some sort of agreement on what um what is considered thick these days, all right? It's a little corn fusing in the building. All right, so let me say something here. Albert Ingram, he says, BWs, that would be black women, say you hate them if you agree with 304 v. Wade. Oh, man, I don't know. I, I've, I've given up a long time ago on, on some of the shaming language that BWs tend to use. They are, they are entirely insecure. It's beyond belief. So every time you don't like th something about them, you hate them. And they have a chip on their shoulder here in America, and it's not fixable. I'm not sure if the BWs in Brazil have this particular chip on the shoulder, but the American BW has a chip so large, I won't even say. Uh, but um, it's ridiculous. So I can't even listen to what how they rationalize many times because it just doesn't make sense. And it's steeped in their insecurity, a tremendous amount of insecurity. And most women are insecure. But they have the trifecta of insecurity, which one is skin color, two would be hair, and three would be um, the body sizes that they tend to have attracts lower quality men. So that's where their insecurity steeps from. Um, you know, they'll, they'll be not afraid to show it off, but eventually what will happen is mostly lower quality men are going to be attracted to that. And they run into a problem, right? So they may think they're sexy, right? Why do I have to work? I am sexy. I am sexy. But only to lower quality men. When they go up the rung and they try to play that battle, they run into the trifecta of, you know, of, of beauty standards, which they don't have, which would be typically would be they will be seen as overweight. Their hairstyles are just always going to come into play, whether they have their real hair or their fake hair. They cannot win. And from their perspective, they seemingly believe that they cannot win. If they keep their regular hair, it's going to look, it's going to be that long. All right. And they got to style it. And it's very difficult. If they keep it natural, it's going to be yay long. And it's, you know, their people are going to make fun of them for that. If they start attaching bonnets and hairs, like it doesn't, I mean, whatever they do with their hair, they're going to, it's a L almost always, unless they do a pixie cut, but you got to be skinny to wear a pixie. I mean, I, I see why they're mad. Let's just call it what it is. <laughs> I see why they're upset because yes, with them, they cannot win. And as a result, we get the bite back. They, they, they come back at us harder and, and attack us um, any way they can. And then if you do anything to say, um, like if you critique them and you like them, they're going to come after you. If uh, you basically say, well, I won't critique you. I just won't date you and communicate with you. You hate them. It's tough. It's tough being them. I'll, I'll give them that. It's tough being them, but they do shoot themselves in the foot. That might be a conversation for another day. <laughs> they they shoot themselves in the own foot by overcompensating. Overcompensation. Uh, most people overcompensate significantly. I mean, not just women, men overcompensate. And we need to talk about overcompensation. All right. A lot of guys overcompensate. They'll say they're alpha. Now, I'm not talking about alpha male strategy. Shout out to him. All right, but they'll claim to be an alpha and they're overcompensating like a mofo. I mean, I'm like, all right, you ain't no, you ain't no way in hell, you alpha. 
I mean, you may be wherever you from, the little village you from. All right, but step your ass out into a major metropolitan area. It will be fat. It will be very fairly obvious. You will get chewed up and spit the hell out under every circumstance possible. Damn near under any circumstance possible. This is why I don't agree. Like, uh, like the whole alpha thing. I've never been on it. I know people think that this is an alpha show. This is not. I, I've never claimed to be alpha, and I've never pushed alphaism because, by definition, alpha is one. You know, you're at the top. There's top of the food chain. There's a hierarchy everywhere. And you either fall somewhere at the top, middle, somewhere at the bottom in the hierarchy. I've always pushed masculinity, masculinity, and promiscuous, right? We've already pushed those things, if I can pronounce it. But bring your ass out here. Remember that boxer? What was the boxer with the beard? Oh, God dang it. I'm bad with names. And he would do the street boxing in Miami. He died recently. It begins with a K. Begins with a K. I can't remember his name. Somebody will say it. Uh, Kimbo Slice. Thank you. Thank you, uh, Insomniac. Kim, Kimbo Slice. Kimbo Slice. Now, from the from the very picture of Kimbo Slice, um, Kimbo Slice on the video and walking up in the park, knocking dudes' heads off, very alpha. I mean, he was scary. And then they were like, he's going to get in the ring. And he looked like a Mortal Kombat fighter. You know what I mean? He was straight off of a video game. And then he stepped his ass in the ring. And there was no more alpha. You know what I mean? Then he started looking beta like a mofo. Zeta, Tata, Theta. Rest in peace to Kimbo. I'm not. <laughs> he says you're really bad with names. It's, it's, a, it's a tragedy. But he looked alpha as hell when they was walking up to dudes. And he was like this, right? So that's what I'm saying. Bit fish small pond. All of a sudden, you're in a major metropolitan area. You got the lights, camera, action. And if you ain't with it, you ain't with it. So I don't promote alphaism because a lot of guys that be promoting it, I be looking at them like, you ain't no damn alpha. Well, it's a mindset, coach. It's a mindset. And I said, still, you're not no alpha. <laughs> you're not. I don't care what you what you tell me. But uh, anyway, we'll come back to the... Um, We'll come back to the cash apps in the bill in a bit. <laughs> All right. Anyway, man. He, yeah, Kimbo was from Miami. I remember. I remember Kimbo would be from Miami and he'd be walking down the in the Miami Gardens, all swole up and cut. I was like, I would not want to see that dude in the dark alley. And he'd be knocking off heads. But then when you're in a cage and you're surrounded, and these dudes know jujitsu, they know Krav Maga. They know grappling, wrestling. They know all kind of tech tactics and slippage. They can slip out of holds and moves. They can put your ass and pull your elbow out of your damn uh, socket. It was a different game. Mm. <laughs> all right. Um, let's talk about this real quick. Let's get into the show. Hold on for a second. Let me cancel that. I was going to share my screen. Then I thought my feet picture collection would just pop up and that would be embarrassing. All right, so here you got here, here the iceberg theory. This is something that I came up with. You always put theories on anything, and, you know, that's the best word you can come up with, the iceberg approach. I'm not sure. But uh, this is what happens when men, uh, we call it pre and post nut clarity, pre-clarity. Uh, you don't have any clarity, and you start to base your attractiveness off of these three things, which would be age, chronological age. Oh, she's 19. 
Oh, she's 28. I don't date women over 28. I love women over 35. You know, it's, 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 it's ignorant. It's an ignorant approach to select a mate, but we've always done it in a particular way. Like there's always been youth and fertile. So that's why we chose the chronological age, but many times the age doesn't matter. It's almost irrelevant. Uh, most times, right. It doesn't really tell us much other than they're washed up after a certain age. Right. But then sex, obviously this is what we want to do. This is what we're trying to achieve. I don't care what strategies you use. I don't care how you approach a woman. I don't care if you fast pimp or slow pimp. I don't care if you run game. I don't care if you wink at them. I don't care if you use your abs. The fact that you're six foot, I don't care if you flash money at them. I got money. You're trying to get sex, period. I don't care if you think you want to wait until you get married. You're still trying to lay with her and you're trying to get her exclusively most times. Attractiveness, obviously, the more attractive you are or the more leverage you are, the more attractive woman that you want. You might be broke as a joke. You still want an attractive woman. And um, many times you will try to finagle the system of ranking by saying, well, she's a seven in my eyes and beauty is in the eye of the beholder and all of these things. But you know good and damn well if you got a, a a woman that is not high on the scale, you automatically know. And most times you settle. So the things that we do find out later as men is this uh, post clarity. We then start looking at who the woman really is. These things then come into play. And so as they come into play, you start to try to figure out how to navigate your strategies and to defend this. Ultimately, you might say, I'll just maintain masculine frame for all of these things, right? It's a sort of a rookie mistake that people make. And you try to hold masculine frame through all of these errors that you're going to find about the woman that you never really considered before you had sex with her. After you had sex with her, then you'll try to juggle all of these things. And then these things will complicate your life. All right. And so you throw your rod out there. Here you are right here with your salami, your baloney pony. You throw your rod out here and you don't. And here's the woman. And you don't see all of these things attached to her. Okay, as she ages, she's going to have more and more of this baggage. Okay, but you're going to find out later on after you bust. Here is the shark. This is society. This is the government. These are STDs. These are risks. This is pregnancy. This is marriage. All right, so the shark, you throw your salami out there. Many of you guys will use some of these things or not. You guys will ignore some of these things. And then you'll try to get to the woman. And then you'll get to the woman, and then after after you bust, you'll deal with the shark. You see, the shark doesn't reveal itself up here. The shark is not revealing himself at the surface level of the water. Okay, not the surface level, the 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 high level of the water. Okay, the shark's not up here. The shark's down here. Okay, so you deal with the woman, and then the shark almost always will be attached to the woman in in the society in the form of society uh, society which the court of public opinion all right uh how you treat the woman do you abuse her does she abuse you uh are she going to call you a deadbeat right uh the government you're loan she's on loan from the government from you so you do have to ask the government's hand uh uh have to ask the government for her hand if you want to proceed with her long term if you do make a long term commitment with her and you pull out pause um, then you're going to have to face the government many times. Pregnancy, pregnancy alone is a risk factor in dealing with women, okay? They can get knocked up if you don't have a vasectomy, if you're going in Roski, if you don't use plan B, if she doesn't terminate it or kill the child, all right? You will have to deal with pregnancy at some particular point the more you go in. 
There are men who move in with women and cohabitate. Ultimately, they will knock up the woman. The woman will become knocked up because you're not going to use gym hats with a woman you're living with, right? You're assuming you're both monogamous, right? And many times you're not, but that's what you're assuming. STDs or STIs are a risk factor in marriage. So you cohabitate. Obviously, you're going to try to move to the next step or she will leverage this in order to get to the next step. So marriage is a risk factor as well. All right, and you won't find this out till you get down here, okay, and read some of those things. All right, so uh, let's take that down, and let's get to, um, oh, I, I don't have anything to, uh, oh, that sucks. Let's get to some of these things right here, okay? So when, when, when you guys are looking at the modern dating marketplace, you're hearing a lot of men complain and a lot of women complain. Some of the complaints about women, from women, from women, not about women, some of the complaints from women is that men are broke. Men are dirty and dusty, dusty. They're, they're scrubs or whatever that is. Men are not economically attractive. They tried to float that term out here about three or four years ago, maybe a little bit longer. And they're starting to say they had to date down, which means they had to lower their expectations and standards, which they don't feel that they must have, they had to do. Unfortunately, their job and their incomes were going up at that time, pre-2020. And they thought, Hey, my income's up. I deserve a better mate. This is how they thought the dating hierarchy worked, but it doesn't work that way with men. So I could focus on my career. Men don't value those things as much as people would think. And graduated from college with my bachelor's at 20 with a degree in communication sciences with an emphasis in speech and language pathology. So since men don't value those things as people would think, then it is our fault for not valuing them. And it is our fault that you somehow used equality to up your standards, meaning you got a bigger paycheck, but now you can't float that down. Okay, now you got a bigger paycheck, but now we're supposed to make more money than you in an equal society. Make it make sense. But this is what women are dealing with. So they're saying there's nothing but trash out here. Many of the women that are saying this are actually aged out. This is going to be another problem that they're going to have to deal with. They're now late 20s, early 30s, all right? And they're trying to find men to settle down with. What happened? Where did all the men And thus, go? they will take the looks, money, stand, status, and game conversation to a whole nother level. So you'll start to hear them say, we're exhausted by the jerks. Looks don't matter anymore. Hey, I've had guys who were chads. I've had all the Tyrones. We're exhausted by the jerks. And so as they're aging out, and their income is rising, and they don't want to date down, they're going, looks do nothing for me. See, this is where we're getting into the conversation, looks, money, and status. Looks don't do it anymore. They've already had those guys, all right? They've had their fun. Now they're looking to settle down. And so then what happens is, hold on for a second. I didn't have this queued up, but uh, I'm going to go to my Twitter real quick. So then they do what we call in this uh, sphere, Alpha F's beta bucks, or we call it an alpha widow. Okay, so now you're asking if looks, money, and status matters, but as they're aging up, late 20s, early 30s. And that's you. Looks is not it, right? Looks are not going to be it. And so then it's alpha F's beta bucks. Let me just go ahead and show you this right here. Uh, let's go ahead and rewind it. Here's her woman. She got her feet out, and obviously they were married. Um. As you can see, uh, he they both had a little bit to drink here, so they don't manage their body weight any well, uh, very well. But um, I, as you can see, 
Size-wise, she's made an exception to the rule here. She might be a little bit tall. I would say she's probably 5'7", five, 5'8". Five, He's somewhere in the neighborhood of 5'9", five, 5'10". Five, maybe, maybe, maybe. He might be a little bit shorter. But in her younger years, between the ages of fertility, uh, onset or fertility, in 28, she may not have selected this guy. All right? And so now looks are down the drain. They go down the list of unimportant. When she was younger, yes, looks mattered. But now you're trying to get married. So you're looking for the beta. So now you have it here. And as you can see, as he goes in to lift her up, she has the alpha widow look on her face. You see this right here? Take a look at this face here. So she's smiling. And then as he goes to lift, she realizes, uh-oh. She realizes, yo, this ain't it. And as you go, look at the look on her face. She looks off to the side. She's trying to somehow shift her weight by moving a stomach over or she's clenching up her butt cheeks or she's trying to shift her weight. She's moving the sloppy yogurt around, all right? So she's trying to figure out what's going on. She knows the alpha Chad that you she used to bang out would have no problem with this. But the beta Brad that she married, look at her face. She's now concerned. She's like, this is going to be a mess. And as you can see here, we'll go ahead and play it. She's like, let me shift that weight. Uh, let's go ahead and play it. And oh, he didn't make it. Oh man, he tried. Let's go ahead and play the full speed here. <laughs> he got the recessed chin and everything. He didn't even try to grow a beard to hide his recessed chin. He got. The <laughs> oh man, so much for tradition. <laughs> my man didn't even bend his knees or nothing bruh uh and, and i'm gonna tell you his marriage is over uh i know he did miss the step but uh, <laughs> he said uh uh all right, yeah, you done, bro. He always trying to, uh, uh, he trying to load up. He trying to load up right here. Here we go. <laughs> Look at that. He's stumbling. All right, he going to get consummate the marriage. <laughs> oh. All right, then. So this is what happens when she says late twenties, early thirties. All right, this is what happens when she says looks don't matter no more. She also may say something like this: money don't matter no more. Okay, she might say that, you know, you have a house and you have a career and she might measure you up that way. But men who have flashed money in front of her, men who have pulled up in nice sports cars, men who have flashed their mansions and they've these women have tried these guys out. These women have tried these guys out. And so they did the guy with the money thing. And guess what? All they did was get skeeted down on and, and, and nothing good came from it. They realized that there was a lot more competition in there. They realized they weren't marrying that guy. So between the age of fertility and then age 28, they tried the rich guy. They tried the money guy. And they're done with the money guy. So she might say something like this. Hey, money doesn't matter. And at the same time, you at least have to be economically attractive. So the flashy money, the flashy cars, the flashy jewelry, the flashy watches, 
it starts to mean be meaningless to her because she's tried it and it's failed her. And then she starts going. So here's the conversation. Does look, money, and status matter? If the woman is now into her late 30s and early 40s and she's still going, he needs to look like this and have money. You're talking about one delusional person. She's out of her mind. She doesn't even know what planet she's on. She still thinks she's under the illusion of choice when she is now trying to get picked. All right. She has no more choice. So she's been single mother. She's been alpha widowed. She's been washed out. And now she's going, I still going to pick a guy with looks, money and status. All right. He's going to have six pack abs, six feet tall, have the money, the cars, the flash, the dash, the watch, the jewelry, the hose, the clothes. All right. She out of her mind. So then those people are delusional, and this is what sometimes pisses people off because those women seem to be filtering into websites like Tinder and Bumble. They still think they're under the illusion of choice, and they're out of their mind. They're, they're, they belong in a psych ward. Status is another thing, and we'll talk about that briefly. So status, status is the one thing that typically younger women fall for more than anything. So if the guy's an R&B star, a rapper, a country singer, a model, uh, they tend to fall for those type of things because, to be quite honest, uh, money doesn't see money tends to go with status, or people believe money goes with status. Sometimes men with status don't have the money that they, um, that that the people believe them to have, and they're just showing off, right? But though these women tend to go, women younger women tend to go after the status. All right, the looks are important, uh, but they'll give the status a tryout, and then they'll get what skeeted on, and they'll go right down the esophagus. You know, and then, and then they'll get treated like dirt or um, they'll realize that there's a lot of competition out there. And then the status thing seems to go away for some women. For many women, they might say, oh, I bumped into Matt, uh, Matt Mark Sanchez. And oh, my God, he this is a fabulous opportunity for me. And they are going to leverage what they have in order to get to the hierarchy here. All right. So we discussed all of these things. We'll go in a little bit more detail. Here's what happens. Here's what happens when you lack looks, money, status, and game. We'll throw that in there, but we'll talk about what happens when you overcompensate with game. When you lack it from the beginning, the easiest thing you can do, you have no looks. You have no looks. You have no status. You have no money. I got money. What happens now? Well, one of the things you can do is run game. We're, but we're going to talk about that later. This is one of the things that is being sold to you. Hey, when you don't have that game, game is all that matters. We'll get to that in a minute. But the easiest thing you can do when you lack those three is simp. The easiest thing you can do. Now, I'm not suggesting that you simp. But this is what the typical man will do. He doesn't have looks. He doesn't have status. He doesn't have game. So now I'm going to turn up the simping. So the absence of look, money, and status, the simping is going to be, for most people, for most men, is the best strategy when he lacks qualities to succeed with women. And so then he overcompensates with simping. Which then you have to interpret if he's simping or not. But you can see clearly he's he's lacking looks, money, and status, which are important qualities when you don't have them. When you're absent of them, they become very important. Just as a matter of uh, reference here, 
80% of men are invisible to women dating. So let's just be call it what it is. Here's an article here. Women find 80% of men unattractive. This is according to research and data uh, websites and all of these things, all right? Women, this, there's, a, there's a theory that says um, 80% of men are invisible to women. In essence, 80% of men, this is as a theory, have no looks, money, or status. Okay, they have zero. They're, you're working with nothing. Even if you're marginally decent looking, and I'm decent in your age, if your dad's age group, even if you're decent, you're somewhat in struggle zone. And I'll give you an example. This seems to be the industry go height would be six feet. That is the online number. However, men who actually do this and they go out to nightclubs and bars, they run into this height factor and they're 5'10". And the women will call him shorty. So that's an example of he's close. But he's still somewhat out of the game. He's still second fiddle. He's still sixth toe. He's still the third. What is it? <laughs> he's still kind of out. Not only that, your race can play a part. So people say color. Your race can play a part. You go to the wrong environment. 80% of the women in there, they're not messing with you if you're not a certain race. Now, there are some women that will mess with you. But where do they rank in your status? What are they raking your standards? Many of them will be mud sharks. Many of them will be overweight, particularly if you're talking about black and Latino men. 80% of the people in the suburban bar, you ain't got no chance. None. They ain't never running no pipe other than Branch or Chad's pipe. They ain't never running none. Six toe. Yeah. They ain't never running it. I don't care what you do. You might have to get them drunk or whatever. They, they're not running it. That's just how interracial dating works. The numbers are typically something like that. 80% of people of all races will never interracially date. So so guys will say no that's not true and all this no the that's the statistics are that. That's the that's the statistics. So when it comes to that, can you overcome it? Could you be in the right place at the right time? Yes. But overwhelmingly, generally, I should say generally, that's just how it works. So when you absence of looks money status, you go right to simping and then what you do is you play the long game or you do what we call a manip manipulative tactic. So you think you're winning. You think you're going to get, because at the end, you just want to get the girl or a girl or any girl because you like, you like looks money status. But what you do in the process is you demoralize yourself and you put yourself in the position of begging or less leverage. Okay. You put yourself in a position of begging, less leverage. You demoralize yourself. You put up with, um, it's a long-term methodical game. That's the only way you're going to get your results. But you put up with abuse, confusion, chaos. Um, you deal with the invisible contract. You deal with her fracturing the social contract. It's a disaster. Simping ultimately, even for a man that has looks, money, and status, simping ultimately becomes a regretful position that you put yourself in. You immediately regret it. You immediately regret it. Not immediately. You regret it long term. And then you will look back at yourself and you go, damn, I was simping. Damn, I was in a bad position. Typically, men who are in their mid-20s to late 20s use simping as a strategy. Yes. 
And you believe long-term, I'm going to get the girl. Long-term, if I do this long enough, if I comment long enough on her pictures, if I rescue her on any online board long enough, if I keep subscribing to Belle Delphine's OnlyFans, eventually she'll pick me out of the audience of the millions of her followers, and I'll be the one to bang her out on camera. Like, that's what you believe. And so simping is your status. Even if you have looks, money, or status, just a little bit. Simping is it. The next thing you'll do, and we're, we're talking about the things in the absence of looks, money, status, um, is trick. All right, so tricking is, just to get the definition right, it's not paying for a person to leave or paying the person for a transactional. That wouldn't be tricking, but people, people do get mad at men who have access to resources that use them to their advantage. Okay, the guy has massive amounts of resources. It's, he's not getting tricked out of $300, $400. It's not even close. The $300 or $400 are inconsequential to him, but it's life-changing to her. What a trick would do is they basically will say, I have some money, I make six figures, but the guy will get wiped out by the woman, okay? He'll get wiped out. He'll get manipulated. She'll start playing games like, well, I just came over to talk or I'm on my period, but you can still pay me money and I'll still hang out with you. Um, you can pay a bill. You can pay my lease. You can move me into your place, but we're not exclusive. These are all tricking things, right? He's paying for her to go to Louis Vuitton. He's paying for her to go to trips, but he's not getting anything better sexually than he would get if he was married. It's basically going to be a lose-lose proposition for him. And ultimately, he'll be wiped out. He'll be wiped out financially trying to keep up with her. That would be a trick, okay? That is the very definition of a trick. He constantly has to see her. I constantly go, There's a great story of a man in Massachusetts. He was a professor and a researcher. He got hooked on one girl. He tried to save her. He was married, and he wiped out all of his funds, and he wiped out the university's funds as well. The university's research funds, he wiped those out for one woman. Now, that would be a trick. All right. And that that's because he has an absence of looks or status. He has a little bit of money. He makes 80 grand a year. He can afford a couple of bowls of jasmine rice, but he can't afford it every day. But he has a problem. He wants her every day. He wants this woman all for herself, all for himself but he can't afford her. You can't afford it. You can't afford it. <laughs> he says, what was he researching? He was a research guy and he was bringing in millions of dollars of grant money. And he was taking that money from the university and spending it on the woman. Okay. He actually hired her as a research assistant and um, he hired her as a research assistant. So she would get paid. He can funnel the money to her. Now, that would be a trick. All right. I mean, I mean, that would be the definition of it because he can't control it. And he's actually putting other factors on the line for said woman. If you're just transacting and then you just go ahead and wash your salami in the sink and she skedaddles with your money. Gotta get my bag and run. <laughs> that's not that's that's just basically a fair exchange. OK. All right. But people get these terms mixed up. Let's go to the last one. OK. Monk mode. So a guy would have absence of looks, money, or status, typically. And he doesn't want to build that up. He doesn't want to work on that. I'm not working on looks, money, and status. Or I want to build it up. So what I'll have to do is I'll have to retreat. 
I'll have to go to myself. He's not going to use simping. He's not going to use tricking. He's not going to use game because he lacks so much with looks money status. And he might say, I'm going to put myself in a better position over a period of time, and then I'll have a little bit more leverage. Or forget the game. The game is rigged. Forget the game. The game is rigged. I'll go monk mode. All right. And then I'll work on myself. I'll enjoy my own life. I might do a little bit of pay for Jasmine Rice. I might, but I'm just going by myself, monk mode, right? And so that particular tactic is used as a means to mitigate the absence of looks money status. Typically, that's what you're doing. You're going, I'm going to improve my money by going monk mode. I'm going to improve my looks by going monk mode. We'll talk about what you can do to improve your looks. And then my status, status is status is something that actually comes along. So maybe not so much. Let's get to the contributors to the show. And then we'll get into breaking down. We're going to get into breaking down the 80-20 rule, looks money status. All right. In game, in game. And why men actually, why it really fairly rarely doesn't matter anymore in today's marketplace. All right. So where are we at here? I covered algorithm. Albert Ingram, Simon Small for the Junior College Book Fund in the building, hashtag free agent for life. Be out here paying for girls' colleges. Tricks. All right, shout out to Justin Gonzalez. Try Gallagher's in Vegas. Steak is on point. So we do have the steak uh, recommendations. We have, um, oh, damn. See, I already know if I got the other name. All right. But uh, you're catching up to, let me see here, Gallagher's. And then the other ones was uh, something like Bavets, Bavets, Bedet, something like that. Anyway, thank you, Justin Gonzalez, for the Vegas on point. Boy, it was hot today, 109. Lord, have mercy. And that's you. Lord. How dare you? I suffered through the years and shed so many tears. <laughs> oh, man. River Bacon. Smoking cigars in the park. He's smoking a cigar in the park. Thanks for the stream. Man, you feeling good out there. Must not be hot where you are. All right. The Real Fit Styles in the building. Great morning stream. Yes, man, I got in trouble. They sent me to the principal's office over that stream today. All right. But I don't know. Sitting this one out, only one demographic calls it tricking, shaking my head. And this is absolutely true. I've never heard of any. There's only one demographic of men that call it tricking, right? Deep down inside, we all think we're pimps. <laughs> you ever see the dude, he overly body language himself? You know what I mean? I got that. I got that pep in my step. I got that slide in my glide. Every move is over-exaggerating. He turned this way. He got to be like, <laughs> you know, we all deep down inside think we're pimps. But if you think about it, if you think about it, this same demographic of men are on the lower rung of the economic scale. Now, that's not a coincidence. So if they're on the lower rung of the economic scale, obviously they would look at the people who are cheating the system by paying directly. They would obviously look at them as cheating the system. This is a male jealousy tactic. <laughs> and so male jealousy is real. So whatever they don't have, if the other person's using it, you're going to demonize it. Simple. And so it's male jealousy. That's all it is. Now, it, it, 
if you were worried about morals, if it was a moral situation or you were worried about the legalities of a situation, you wouldn't have a term for it. You would just warn people, hey, that's illegal. Hey, that's against the God. That's against the God and Jesus and, and the Holy Ghost. No, but it's a male jealousy tactic. And um, it is used against lower economic. I mean, it's used by lower economic men. It is what it is. I just don't. I Listen, I, I'm just telling you what it is. Male jealousy is a mofo. And they'll say it's simping and tricking. But what it boils down to is something that they can't do. And when it's something that they can't do, it's the same as Chad and Tyroneism. If I attack Chad and Tyrone as a problem, the obvious, uh, the obvious thing that you can deduct is that I don't have looks. <laughs> I'm absent of the Chad and Tyrone, so I attack Chad and Tyrone for using his looks. <laughs> and so it's male jealousy. If I say out here all these football players and Drake and all of these guys, they're lucky and it sucks to be them, blah, 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 because they have status and I'm absence of status and I attack them for having status, it's male jealousy. Dirty macking. Yeah, that's basically what it is. So if the guy had enough money, what would you do as a strategy? That would be my question. And you would only find out when you have enough money because I guarantee you, you would not be at a bar or a nightclub and you ain't in VIP, but you make 400 grand a year, 300 grand a year. You make million dollars. You'll be in the VIP, but you'll be escorted in through the spec. You might own the club. You'll be escorted in. You'll go directly to your VIP. You'll have the hoes popping in and out of your VIP. You'll have them shaking their ass on the table, dancing for you. All right. Now, what are you doing? Are you running game tonight? Nope. You, they're, they're, you're not. Are you picking up? Are you waiting by the restroom? Are you walking up the girls? Are you cold approaching? I guarantee you, you won't be. You might think you will, and you might think you will, but you'll be on the verge of tricking at this particular point because the opportunities will be there to do so. I mean, or you'll be just all out getting, you know, sucked off on the dance floor. That's the other thing that will happen, and you'll get those opportunities. And then you'll have a bunch of male haters on the back mad at you. Because you have money and they don't. <laughs> That's all. The reality is when you are absent of it, you attack what the other person who is not absent of it is doing. But you're not doing what you think you would do if you change looks, money, or status. You're not doing it. All right. So anyway, shout out to sitting this one out. He's absolutely, there's only one demographic that uses that phrase. Nobody else uses it. You know why? Because they typically have the finances to get to get over that. Doesn't mean it's going to work for them, but they get over that. Abel returns to Eden. Even when I miss a show, I always go back and hit the like button. Shout out to you here. Not that. We're going to give you a round of applause. The likes work. Sitting this one out, he says, you think you're getting girls now because of your looks? Ninja, please. You know much stash having with whiskers like a rat compared to beans. You're whack. Yeah, bro. Come on, man. When you get the money, you ain't getting girls now because of your looks. Trust me. Now, are you getting all the women? No. This is what women will say. Well, I don't go for men like that. Well, we're going to talk about why you don't go for men like that. We talked about it a little bit, but there's one more reason why you don't go for men like that. Should I talk about it now? Let me look here. Uh, I might talk about, uh, no, I have to save it for later. 
Lyle Pockets, Rachel Bozo, OnlyFans subscription on me, Coach. I think it's a Dozal. Rachel Dolezal. Thank you, brother. She got 50-year-old feet pictures from me. 50-year-old feet pictures, man. I want to see them nasty toes. All right, Gabriel, appreciate all the useful info, Coach. Keep it up. Thank you, man. Sean, Big Sean says, uh, come back to the community. It's better now. Nope. Uh-uh. If they will stop killing their, like, Nipsey Hustle, every time I look up, they smoking some dude that got status in it. Like, male jealousy again. Male jealousy is a mofo. And then all they'll have for me is a mural. Nah. Y'all let Kevin Samuels die, and y'all don't forgot about the man. Y'all act like y'all done forgot. It's been six weeks. The maggots ain't even got to him. Rest in peace, Kevin. I know. I Listen, you know, I joke about things like this just to lighten the mood. The maggots ain't got to him yet, and y'all forgot about the dude. See, this is what I'm talking about. The community talk, y'all don't care. Um, it takes somebody to die in order for you to put their picture up. Malcolm X, Martin, go on down the line. Nipsey, Tupac, Biggie, Pop Smoke, um, Tentacion, XX, Triple X, Extension, Tentacion. Y'all got to die in the hood in order to get some sort of clout and status. T-Mon, <laughs> Kevin Samuels. And then y'all be forgetting about the dude. All we put a mural up, we can forget about him now. Yeah, George Floyd, Fentanyl Floyd. Like you were a nobody and overnight you're a somebody. All because you died. You're nobody to somebody kills you in the community you're nobody who else y'all talking about big l all the way down the line man it's tough y'all forget about them y'all let all of y'all stars die whitney houston prince michael jackson how you let them die sad mm. like those are the three you preserve you can't let them die. those are the legends of all legends in america in american history those three are legendary. You let them die before 60. Mm. And Tupac, down the line. I mean, Jimi Hendrix. It's a sad thing. So I'm not going to get down. I ain't going to the community. I ain't going down to the community top. You can't let Whitney Houston die in a bathtub. Everybody knew that that was a possibility, but you did. Can't let Prince die in the elevator. Off fentanyl. Can't do it. Can't let Michael Jackson die getting overdosed by a doctor. You can't do it. You got to protect your people. Got to protect your people. You can't let Martin Marvin Gaye get shot in the middle of the street. Can't do it. You can't let, yeah, you can't do it. Anyway, man. Yeah, man, I ain't let, the, if I let the community keep me alive, I'll be dead like a mofo. Going announcement has been paid for by the New World Order. All right, OGA1. He says max weight limit for plan B, 150 pounds. Ding, 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 150. There used to be a weight limit to get on this ride. And somebody said Bruce Lee. They says they got John Lennon too. You can't escape. Yeah, clap the dude. Clap John Lennon all in the damn, uh, all in the damn front entry like Lee Harvey Oswald. Y'all, man, they do y'all dirty, man. They do people dirty around here. 
Didn't Marvin Gaye's son delete him? No, his father deleted him. Marvin Gaye's father shot him. You know, he was high off that, that blue magic. And the father was like, settle down, son. And then, yeah, Huey P. Newton, y'all let him be out here strung out. I mean, I'm telling you, man, we y'all we do people dirty. So I know what y'all would do for me. They killed JFK in 63. So what you think they would do? Uh, I messed that up. Yeah, man, y'all, y'all, <laughs> I would never let y'all, all right? And I'm talking about the community, I'll protect me. All right, they be, they, y'all let, <laughs> all right, y'all let everybody get got. Nope, not I. I will stay in the bunker. Desert Storm. They killed JSX. They, I can't get it. They killed JMK in 63. So what the F do you think they do to me? But I'm the OG. Ben, I bust back. Boom, boom. Pill a cap. All right, anyway. All right, let's get back to the show. All right, we'll come back to the cash apps. All right, so here we got the 80-20 rule. You got the Pareto principle. You have uh, women that will overlook you. And so that leads us to game. All right, so we got to acknowledge game real quick and put it in this proper perspective. This is what game is to lames. Now, the origination of game came from pimps, players, and max. They didn't come from PUAs. We just have to acknowledge that. So shout out to all the communities, the pimps, the players, the hustlers, and max. Um, and the PUAs. Did I say the PUAs? All right. And the guys who are pushing game. All of, all of that comes from and stems from the work that people have done and sacrificed of themselves and the risk that they took not being married to women. All right. For 10, 20, 30 and 40 years and then coming out with game books. All right. These men actually put themselves on the line and they actually operated the tracks and the cities and the streets and all of these things. And then they came up with the manipulative, manipulative tactics of getting into the psychology of women. They had nefarious ways. They were breaking laws and whatnot. Many of them were criminals. Many of them lost their fortune. But this is where this uh, phrase game comes from. It comes from these guys, not these guys on the internet. That obviously don't have no game, but that's neither here or there. Now, game in today's standard. Game is when you lack looks, money, and status. Immediately, by confronting the woman that you want, you see the woman that you want, she doesn't see you, okay? <laughs> you see the woman you want, and so you got to always be on the prowl, on the attack. You're always on the attack. You're acknowledging 80% of the women find you unattractive. When you engage with said woman, each woman you engage with, she ignores your ass like the plague. Because you lack looks, money, and or status, and or all three, or both, or whatever you want to say. You lack it. And then you go into the series of things that involve game. You say, well, now I have to manipulate her. Now I have to find some way to get her to like me. In which 97% of the time, it won't work, all right? It won't work. And I would venture to say 99% of the time. So then you go into what people then forget about. and They segment it, but then you start going into talk game, mouthpiece, cold approach, warm approach, hot approach, et cetera, et cetera. It's the manipulation now because you lack the immediate attractiveness 
for the woman or the woman's coy. She doesn't immediately give you choosing signals. And so you go into, because you lack game. She doesn't like you. It's clear she don't like you, but you're going to convince her through tactics, manipulation, game, mouthpiece, cold approach, uh, some sort of funny intro line, a cold, uh, uh, hypnoti hypnotizing, distraction, whatever it is, you're going to, on the prowl, use game. Okay, Now, let's reel it back. Let's reel it back. Let's go back to the 80s and 90s and whatnot. These guys did something similar. So they were nefarious characters. They were a little bit on the fringe, but they were trying to get a fresh turnout. And so they would do the same thing. Cold approach a girl, try to get to her, uh, engage her, try to get her to think that they are in a relationship, and then they push her on the track. Mm. Or they push drugs on her and then push her on the track. Whatever you would like to break it down as. So they were using this for pocketbook. They were using this to build their stable. They were using the, they weren't using these things more or less to lie down with a woman. They were using this as a business approach. Now, these lames have taken the business approach and made it a personal approach. This is why they have all the statistics and the charts and the moons and the quasars and the star. This is why they can break it down with numbers and all these things because it's a business type approach, but they're using it for a personal, uh, personal attack, a personal affront on women. Sure. You can warm up to a woman with the conversation and the good mouthpiece and the smile and all of that stuff. But that's just, let's just admit, she don't like you. She don't like you. And so, hence, you have to start using manipulative tactics. You start have to convince her that she should like you. And why should you, why should she like you? Why should she like you? Well, because you're playing a character. Because a part of what you're thinking it's called game is you're being someone you're not on a normal basis. So you're a lame. The woman approaches. You like looks, money, or status. And then you turn into a character. You put a mask on. And then you start, hey, baby, how you doing? Sorry, I can't. And you start doing all the, hey, look at all that wagon you dragging. You look nice today. Do you come here often? You start hitting her all with this shit. Unfortunately, what they don't tell you is that this is no long-term game because you can't do this long-term. So you constantly have to be doing this because you're going to play a character only for so long and she's going to figure your ass out. She's going to figure out you broke. She's going to figure out you live in a little apartment. She's going to figure out you a lame and a nobody with no status. She's going to figure out you a, 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 a ugly-looking donkey. She's going to figure it out sooner or later. Now, you're hoping she figures it out after you done got one, two, or three pieces of peace leave. But she going to figure it out because you're playing a character. And you can't do it long term. Hence, why you have to keep running game on multiple amounts of women. Because you're a lame playing like you got game. That's what you're doing. And I'm putting it down. And you need to be picking up what I'm putting down. So you apt, you're, you're invisible to her. You become visible to her. You play a character. You know, she, you know good and damn well you ain't got looks, money, or status. So you got to convince her, swindle her, manipulate her in order to get something from her. It's the only way you can get it. It's the only way you can get it. Because if you had the money, you wouldn't be doing this. If you, had the, if you had the looks, you wouldn't need to do it like this. And so now you got to trick her ass. But you can't do it for very long because she's going to discover that you live at your mama's house. 
she's going to discover it. And she's going to discover you are lame. At one particular point, you're not going to hold masculine frame long enough. The masculine frame goes away, and then she's going to worm her way into manipulating you. Then you'll be the trick. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway. <laughs> so, guys, uh, what people will say is game works. Well, it works mainly for people who got a little bit of looks, a little bit of money, and or a little bit of status. They actually got in the door. You don't see no buck tooth. There's always an exception to the rule. You do see some cockeyed, snaggletooth, bad-breathed, donkey-breathed, ugly, short uh, dudes that are doing it. But they're doing it in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. They're doing it in Baltimore. They're doing it in somewhere in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. All right? They ain't doing it in no big landscape. And most of the people that they're getting their success from are donkeys themselves. So let me just say that. They ain't getting nines and tens doing this. Very rare, very rare are they doing this. Just so you know. Now, you might look at it because you lack looks, money, and status, and you'll see a donkey breath dude get a five or a six running game, and hence you think they're successful because you can't get the five or the six, or you're scared of the five or the six, so you're like, he's successful. But... That's neither here or there. That is a rare exception. And he's getting what was the equivalent of low-hanging fruit himself, but that you were scared to even open your mouth at the low-hanging fruit, so you think he's successful. But to a guy that has looks, money, and status, that would rarely lean on game as the only option, when people say game is the only thing, you would rarely lean on that because you have something else. You look at the achievements of a guy who uses game, the modern lane, and you would say, I would never waste my time to get the results that guy got. <laughs> you would never waste your time to get the results that that guy got. But that guy thought he got some results, and you, because you like looks, money, status, or game, you think he got a result. But a guy that's worth his salt, he won't even waste his time with the straggle daggles, with the stragnishas, with the Ku Klux quiches, with the Oompa Loompas, with the overweight women, with the overweight. He wouldn't even waste his time. But there's somebody for everybody. All right, I'm going to do a couple more chats here. Then we're going to get into the looks money status part. All right, because we had to, we got, we covered a lot so far, just so you know, we've covered. Uh, monk mode, tricking, simping. Uh, we cover uh, game, manipulation. We, we've covered a lot. And so what they've done to say is some, and people are saying it here, is all they're trying to do is bust. But let me caution you. Let's go back. This is the, this is the information that uh, people leave out about this idea of running game as a tactic. This is what they leave out. And I'm just going to tell you something. They deal with all of this garbage. They may not deal with it long, but they deal with a lot, all of this garbage. They deal with dysfunctional women. They live with, they deal with mentally unstable women because they'll say, what's wrong with a tattoo up and down the middle of her chest? 
you're going to deal with a dysfunctional woman. Okay. They deal with STIs and STDs. They deal with child support. They deal with knocking women up and running to the, to the, to the, to the um, pharmacy for plan B. Some of these game dudes are literally married right now. And they're telling you to go your ass out there on the field and run game. Now, I don't know if they're in an open relationship. I don't know what their damn business is. But I find that odd as hell. It's, it's odd as hell to me. Okay? Now, maybe in their 1990s it worked, but that's what I, that find, that out, I find that exceptionally odd. But, but what game guys don't talk about is the amount of chaotic women that they deal with because they're picking low-hanging fruit. The amount of women that are um, going to throw bricks through their window, that they got to replace, that they got to evade, that they got to hide from, that they got to, you know what I mean? Uh, that they got to, um, some of these guys are very disrespectful for women. One thing that you won't hear from me is being disrespectful for women, especially for her giving me sex. But a lot of these guys will get sex from a woman and then disrespect her. I don't get that. You will call her kind of names and 304s and skeezers and three and whores and and you will demean her after you slept with the woman. Now, make that make sense. You slept with the woman. Not only did you sleep with her, you used tactics and time on her. How does that, what does that tell me about you, sir? What does that tell me about you? What does that tell me about your mate selection? Is it just you just need a bus nut that bad? You like looks, money, and status that bad? You like any other quality that you just got to make, you got to, you got to talk down about somebody that you built up just enough for her to open her legs to you. And now you got to diss her. And now you got to call her overweight and fat and you got to call her miserable and, and deplorable and have mental health issues. And she's a 304. You knew that going in. You didn't know that going in. That's my question to you. You didn't know that. You found out all of that when? <laughs> you found that out after you busted your first nizza. That's when you found it out. And now, because you feel bad about yourself, you got to demean her. Now, that I don't get. You got to call her all kind of piggly wigglies. You got to talk about her sausage finger. You got to demean the woman. You got to call her a 304. No. They 304s before you even start parting your lips and run the manipulation on her. See, that's what I don't get. That tells me you lack looks, money, or status, that you're overcompensating with game, but then you're shooting your shot so low that you got to disrespect the person afterwards. See, I don't disrespect. I basically say thank you for your time. I got what possibly was the best thing you could ever offer me, and our business is done. Here it is. Gotta get my bag and run. You can leave now. You probably have nothing more for me than that. But I enjoyed that one thing you had. But there's no need to disrespect. <laughs> there's, there's no need to disrespect the woman. Now, if she's doing what she's doing and I disrespect her, that's just it. But if I sleep with her, I, I'm on the same level as her. That's my opinion on it. Anyway. <laughs> All right, there's the door. Ka-clunk. <laughs> Bye-bye. Anyway.
He says they're dis they disrespect women because they're holding masculine frame. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't get it. We're gonna do the rest of some of the contributions, then we'll come and talk about looks, money, status. All right, why it don't matter no more. All right, and and for the old people in the building, if you're older than 35, you're old in the dating marketplace, especially if you're a woman, right? But if you're a man, you're old too, but you're just getting started. People that you're talking about dating, I, I can't stand when these old people talk about dating. I'm like, man, y'all can get to the point in five seconds. Why do I got to take you out and listen to your miserable life? Your two divorces, your three kids, your two baby daddies. All right. How you're working on a job and like you got no time left. You're 45. I mean, how much longer are you going to work on this career? All right. Come on. But when we talk about dating, we're talking about people who are just getting into college and then just getting into the workforce. They're the people who matter. You recycling yourself and putting yourself out there and putting yourself out there. You're not dating. You're not courting. You're barely even, barely even mating. What you're doing is wasting a lot of time. Okay, that's what you're doing. And you guys come back with frustration and frustration and frustration. You know why? Because y'all old asses wasn't out here supposed to be dating in the first place. You weren't supposed to be dating in the first place. You know what you were supposed to be doing? You're supposed to be married. You're supposed to be locked in with your mate. You're supposed to be raising your family. And then what you're supposed to be doing is preparing uh, for, for, for uh, those your kids to go into adulthood. Then you're supposed to be preparing your kids to do the same cycle and then them have grandkids and then you be grandparents. But you guys out here trying to be thoughts at 35, 40, 45, 50, and there's trying to be players and pimps at 45, 50, 55, 60. Y'all need to sit y'all's asses down. <laughs> y'all supposed to be getting some damn money. That's what y'all need to be doing. Money. But you out here dating. If you don't sit y'all old ass down, love connection ass, next, all right, what was the one, the exchange show? If y'all don't sit down, talking about it's tough out here for us old people dating, get the hint. Take a hint, would you? You're not supposed to be dating. You're a blip in the space-time continuum. That's what you are. You were supposed to be married. You had a mate. You thought you could do better. I'm not happy. And now you bring your ass out here again looking for Prince Charming the second time around. Sit down. Have a seat. Look, you can either be out here fornicating if you want, or you can just close up shop and put cobwebs around it. Give it up. Give it up, sis. It's not in the cards for you anymore. Old maid you are. All right, stop ruining the internet explaining why dating sucks for you it sucks for you because you ain't supposed to be out here go back to the alternate 1985 and then bring the gray sports and almanac back and then maybe once you come back to the future you'll realize that you're in the right place mm. <laughs> anyway and for the old dudes running game you're in the same boat as these people over here uh, as the women over here. So y'all both deserve each other. You too old to be trying to run game. Go sit your ass down. Let me see your damn credit report. All right. Let me see. I don't want to hear about your body count and your panty collection. Let me see your credit report. Let me see the numbers on your credit report. Let me see your assets and holdings. Let me see your business statement. Let me see your trust account. Let me see your damn uh, nest egg. That's what I want to see. <laughs> All right. 
I don't want to hear about your old ass out here gaming women. Now, the junior college, by the way. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> anyway. All right, let's get back in the building. All right. Shout out to Jose V. He says, don't marry a chick. You can't lift, bruh. I mean, that should be 101. All right. But if you can't, we'll talk about looks. If, if you, if you got to get your weight up, go get your weight up. All right. Beckham C. He says his legs were too tired from shuffling, coach. Oh, poor guy. Oh, my goodness. All right. Uh, Sheldon Ross. He says, LOL, that guy was struggling hard. Pause. He didn't get no peace leave that night. Hey, um, by the way, I, I don't know if you can research this. There's no data. But I don't know if you know. There are a lot of married men who do not consummate their marriage on the wedding day. There needs to be somebody that does research on this one. I know you don't believe it. And I want you to believe, I want you to understand as a man that has been married, and I want you to know, understand that as a man that has been married, uh, 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 hung out with married people, I want to let this secret out of the bag. Many men do not consummate their marriage on the day of the wedding. I'm going to tell you what happens. What, what happens is, especially if there's a big wedding, the wife says she's tired. So you do a big wedding, a big wedding, and then she's taking pictures and she's been up all day doing makeup and hair and, and, and going to the after. What do they call it after the wedding? The... They call it the whatever that party is. <laughs> she's drinking. She's drunk. She's tired. Her feet hurts. She's been doing, what do they call it? The reception. <laughs> and then she, get, she gets back to the room and she's tired. I'm not happy. Or she's sick. Oh, I'm queasy. I drank too much. I ate too much avocado dip. Or she didn't eat enough. Because many the whole wedding day, she ain't eating. She didn't sit down once. Y'all eating your chicken and beef stroganoff, and she's walking around greeting everybody, and y'all like, how you guys doing? We're Mr. and Mrs. Anderson. How you going? She hasn't eaten all day. <laughs> I know, the reception. And then you go back. It's 11 30, 12, 1 o'clock. And you like, let's consummate this marriage. You don't do it. And you already rolling into the next morning and you might get a stroke in. Okay. And you ain't getting no nasty. You're not about to do the nasty. I'm just letting you know. And just think about how she smells. She's been, you know, walking around sweating in her dress in the damn middle of June. In the middle of uh, Southern California, sun beating on her. She's not going to feel like she's clean. She's not going to be in the mood. I can't wait to get home and suck you off. She's not. I'm letting you guys know this is a dirty secret of marriage. It's a dirty secret of marriage. All <laughs> right. So people, I wish people could actually do some research on this one. It's going to be hard to really figure out. But yeah, she has diarrhea. And so this is what happens, dude. She's been up since five in the morning. Now it's 1.30 in the damn a.m. in the morning. She ain't trying to give you no segs. And then you're going to be disappointed, taking your ass to sleep like a gump, wondering what kind of mistake you made. You like, damn, I ain't even get no peace leave from my wife on the wedding day. Mm. Look it up. 
<laughs> and let me tell you something. If that happens, your marriage is going to start off off the rails. You'll never be able to leverage sex from her. You'll never be because she ain't even give you none on the wedding day. What makes you think she's going to give you none anytime you want it? You're done. Dunzo. If you put up with that, if you put up with that and you let that slide, you ain't ever leveraging sex from your wife ever again. She's like, shit, I didn't even give you none on my wedding day. So look out for that. Look out for that, guys. It is, it's fairly common. Most people don't know it, though. But I've been hearing it come up lately. And I was like, yeah, that's true. All right, Brian Horsley, thank you for the super chat. Or the cash app in the building. Sending this one out. CGA holding the mirror up to us. With this one, all right? Unfortunately, we got to take a look at ourselves and uh, really evaluate what we've been doing out here. I mean, just think about it. The amount of time we wasted in order to make things work, and many times it just didn't work. Uh, Coffee CGA, he says, this is from Jose. We're going to call you Jorge. He says, I need my daily shot of the RP and no better source than CGA to provide it. Last girl I dated wanted to retire. In Hawaii, I said, you mean you tell me you need me to sell all my stuff in order to do that? She says, well, yeah. I then asked, what are you bringing to the table? She offered or she answered my inheritance. All right. Inheritance. Let me see that in here. I mean, you mean you got nothing right now? <laughs> are you saying there's a nothing on the table? And when she gets that inheritance, she's going to hide it from it. And legally, if even if you're married, the inheritance belongs to her. Right? So that's what we have to understand. Even if you get she gets the inheritance, she doesn't have to give you any. Sizzo says these chicks are shuffling on fake book because of 304 V. Wade. Meanwhile, the junior college Jack Shack is taking appointments in the building. I got money. Now we're going to get to that. Because it's what's going on with Generation Z. And this is why I came up with the conversation. Does it really matter? What I'm finding out is no. It does for some, not for many. And um, and, and the guys that the, the ones it's it doesn't matter for, you'll be absolutely appalled at what they're doing on the creep. The, the people who watch my local streams, my members only content, you get to see it, a front row ticket. I'm showing you. And you're you're gonna be shocked. Shout out to uh no name, no government name, the groom falling. I don't think it's indicative, but curious about gang thoughts. Yeah, he slipped on the he slipped on the stair, but but he did slip on the stair, but he was struggling already. All right, he was in trouble. It wasn't like he lifted her up and slipped on the stair. He lifted her up and he was struggling already, and then he slipped on the stair. So <laughs> that's what screwed him up. Let me see if we can pull it up one more time. And so the look on her face, you know, the, the alpha beta, the alpha S beta bucks theory is playing out right here. And uh, sometimes guys that don't know their limits, you know, he's been doing excessive simping. He didn't know. They should take that picture for their wedding picture. So, yes, he did slip, but he was in trouble already. Look at that look right there. God dang, that, a picture is worth a thousand words. 
<laughs> He's about to tip over already. So, oh, man. Yeah. He done. Oh, he's like, I got her. Oh, yes. All right, I got her. So he saw that step, but he didn't see the other one. And she got that cell phone in her hand. Oh, see, he that's where he messed up. Uh oh. <laughs> oh man, you know, people have laughed at me for some of these worse than that. Do I feel bad for laughing at him? Ay, ay, ay. I love that. Anyway, man, you know, all of us have played the sim. Everybody plays the fool sometimes. No exception to the rule. What's wrong with this shirt? I just noticed there's spots all over it. What is this? All right, man. Who dressed me today? Am I sweating? I think my chocolatey skin melting on my shirt. What is that? Anyway, pause. I was at the junior college earlier today. Um, looks money status. Let's talk about that. We got, if you're just joining me, hit the like button. We went over game. You know, I'm the game destroyer. I'm like the legend killer out here, right? I'm like Randy Orton in his prime. Because I will come in here and dice y'all asses up with this game conversation. Now, of course, game is important. But uh, we got to know when when you're listening to lanes. Uh, let's see here. Um, Let's go to Luke's money status, right? So let me put up a, a little slide here just so... um. Looks money status. So my editor looks money status. We took game out of the equation already because they added it. They didn't need to add it. They added it and uh, they added it for no other reason than to sell their game course. All right. That's what they did because it didn't even it didn't even come in the equation for years and years. So it's always been the obvious looks, monies and status. All right. So uh, let's talk about the looks. Let's talk about looks. Does that matter today? Does that matter today? Well, uh, some guys are automatically eliminated if you are without looks. Some guys can overcome that by changing their looks. Can you change your looks? Yes, you can change your looks. So you might be in the Mr. Puniverse contest, like that man that was listening, lifting his wife. You're in the Mr. Puniverse contest. Well, you can get swole. You can take steroids and the testosterone injections. You can eat a lot of beef. Pause. You can get your nutrition in order. You can actually develop from an 18-year-old man to a 28-year-old man. You can become Clark Kent all of a sudden when you were a fat, chubby child. Yes, when you have the looks thing, it is purely genetics, but sometimes you're the ugly duckling. Sometimes you develop late. You're a late bloomer. Sometimes you hit the genetic lottery. Sometimes you use your genetics to your advantage. So, yes, your looks can improve. Also with age, some people look better with age. Some people look worse with age. So you might look goofy when you're younger, but when you're older, then you look suave and debonair. Okay, I grew a beard as I aged and the beard came in salt and pepper. Let me tell you, people might think that that takes away from, from you and they that you look old, but a lot of young women like the beard. A lot of young women, automatic, they compliment me. I was at Target yesterday. 
me and my son, we were at Target, and this young girl checking me out. Oh, boy, that's a wonderful beard that you have. And she could have been more than 25 scanning me out. So some people improve with age, and some people be looking like uh, He-Man and Skeletor with age. Mm. Some people look like He-Man. Some people look like Skeletor. You can improve your style, which does look uh, improve your looks. Okay? And most importantly, you can lose your looks. So you had looks and you lost your looks. So this is the thing with the whole looks argument. It could be temporary. You could be temporarily down and down bad and change. You can also start off well, hit the genetic lottery, and you can lose your looks. So if you leaned heavily on your looks and it changes or you actually lost confidence because of your looks and you didn't change it, this is where the conversation comes in. And when it comes down to it in this marketplace, when you're talking about the overly old women out here, and they're the ones doing the selecting more or less, and the overly old women who basically say looks aren't that important, I've had my fun, now I'm ready to settle down, and then you take into the equation, what makes Gen Z women bite? Well, some of them don't even know what gender they are. It changes on a regular basis. Not only do they not know what gender they are, they don't even know what pronouns to use. That changes on a daily basis. A lot of them are still exploring themselves. Some of these girls are monetizing themselves. Some of these girls are monetizing themselves to simps or men with higher status. Some of these women are monetizing themselves for money. And some of these girls are asexual. Some of these girls aren't interested. If you look at the statistics related to sex in this generation, a lot of them just aren't interested in it. Or a lot of them overly explore it in their first two years of college. And they're doing this with older men, younger men. They're doing it with defensive backfield at Arizona State. They're doing it with the damn wide receiver core at Ohio State and Marshall University. This is what they're doing. Uh, women don't leverage sex like that anymore. They actually use it to enjoy it. With that being said, some of them are having their shots at good-looking guys. And since they don't have to marry them and be with them long-term, they probably figured out looks don't matter that much anymore. The only time it matters is at the court of public opinion. So when she's out with you, then it matters. If it's a male perspective and he's out with the woman, it matters who he's seen with, who she's seen with. That's when it all comes up. But long-term, not so much. If you're ugly right off the rip and you're the absence of looks, Yes, you're going to be in trouble. You better have money, status, or gain. You better have that, money, status, or gain. But in my opinion, if we go by some, this article right here, um, and of course, these articles aren't the end-all, be-all, this right here says 80% of the men don't have either one of the looks, looks, money, or status, but looks aren't there, and women simply aren't attracted to you as much on the looks department. Some women might be intimidated by your looks. You might be too good looking for them. Have you ever heard that? Oh, he's too good looking. He has too many hair care products. They may be intimidated by that. The, the dad bod craze was an example of being intimidated by men with good looks. All right, so when the women say, I like guys with dad bods, that's an example of a woman being intimidated by a man with good looks. So you got good looks and it didn't work out for you. 
she went with a guy lower down the rung that she can control or that that man would feel comfortable with being with her and she could actually use that against him. Okay. So this is what's happening when it comes to it. I think looks will always pay a part in it, but with generation Z again, with younger women, with younger people that's going out of the door. It's, it's actually, it's, it's because younger people aren't trying to have babies. Okay, younger younger women trying to delete their babies. <laughs> younger women trying to delete their baby on purpose, on site. They like, oh, ultragram on site, delete it. So the whole passing down genetics, the whole mate selection, the whole this. What if you're short? What if you're a shorty as a man? You're short. Well. In the absence of height, there is a way that with younger people, you can you can overcome that. And that would be obviously money. I got money. Which we're going to talk about right now. Okay. I got money. Now, in this culture, in this marketplace, you heard of economically unattractive. Well, if you happen to show you're economically attractive, but you somehow don't manage to meet the height requirement, you're going to get some up-bats. You're going to get some at-bats. Now, we're not talking about the gold digger thing, so let's just take out of the mind these women are gold digger and they're just after your money. No. You don't have to show them very much to get a good time had. So it's not like you got to take them to the Flemings, but you can show them a good time because these women can't even get dudes to pay for dates. And if it's something that you have no problem paying for, you're going to get some attention. Women can't even get off the damn off the damn couch to get on a date and a man willing to pay it. So now all of a sudden you got a retention. I want to take you out next Thursday. What time you want to be? Huh? What? She going out. Is she using you? Yes, because you're using her. So I don't want to hear about, well, she's just using you for a foodie call. You using her for a booty call. So it is what it is. Now you're talking about younger, attractive women. I got money. For a cool 250, 300 bucks, you can get her to go 10 toes up with no problem. No problems at all. Not all of them, but a good segment of them. What percentage? Maybe 20% of women in that age group. Then you have the 20, you have the 20 or 30% that are couples. We talked, we talked about the statistics. 70% of Generation Z will be single. In the next 10 years. So 20%, 30% of them that are married, that are in couples. Um, the You take all of the, the Skittles community out of that and all of the pronouns. Then you're left with the emos and the people who want to delete themselves. Then you're left with the people who want to delete, delete their babies. Yes, the 20% of junior college girls that are available out there, they'll do anything for a steak dinner in 250. Okay? Anything you want. All excess because in in our time they don't look at they look at sex as something they can leverage to pay the bills. In this economy, it's something that they can leverage to pay the bills. They need their toes painted. They need their fingernails painted. They need their Sephora makeup kit and palette. They need their clothes. They need their medical. Uh, they need their head meds. They need to pay a little bit of their rent with their roommates. They need to pay their mother off. They need to pay their Nissan Altima per car note. You can go ten toes up quickly. Don't matter your height. Height is irrelevant. Not one time have I been asked about my height with junior college women. They need their Fenty. 
They need their handbags. Gotta get my bag and run. <laughs> <laughs> they don't, they never bring it up. It's never brought up. Now they might not even, like if you might approach them, but they're the ones choosing you. That's how much the game is swayed. And this economy is forcing that. The whole sexual revolution of which women can do whatever they want sexually and have as many partners as they want, that's fostered in this belief that they could just go ahead and monetize that and get their bills paid out. And so height never comes up. Not once. What matters? Gas, Birkin bag, Jasmine rice, fingernail appointments, hair did. That's what matters. Head meds because they got they need to go get their refill for their prescription. So looks and height is going away if you're willing to do uh you 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 have the money or the status. Let's talk about then the money. Not a lot of men have money, unfortunately. I got money. A lot of men don't have money. Okay, so then you're kind of out when it comes to that. What would you have to do? You'd have to choose between tricking, manipulation, game. And then you, if you're in the absence of the look pop category, you're going to be in trouble. So money is not just this gold digger thing. Some women love to travel. Some women want access to travel. And they'll do whatever you want when you take their ass to Tulum. Matter of fact, they already in Tulum waiting for you when you touch down. We did that story of Jake Paul or Logan Paul describing when he got to Tulum and then he saw all of these beautiful Instagram models and then he started asking and they start telling him, yeah, oh, uh, $500,000 minimum. And he was like, all these girls are working? All of them. And he's like, these were all known Instagram models. You talk about doo-doo Dubai. Doo-doo Dubai. Somebody flies them over to doo-doo Dubai. You, that person can have their way with them. This is the current marketplace. This isn't everyone, but this is enough that it's making an impact. How about settling down? Someone's choosing to settle down. I found an economically attractive partner. Or she makes a lot of money. I've flown myself to Paris. I've done Greece. I've island hopped. I've done all of that. She done all of that. She's got the money. She's traveled. She's paid for her own travel. She paid for her own career. She's got her own career. She's She's like, I don't care if he has money. It means nothing to me. Or he has enough money for me to settle down with him. So that's where the only important lies. What about divorce? Divorce happens because of money reasons, most likely. It doesn't happen because of affairs. Most of the time, it's because the money got funny. And then that then chopped up the relationship. What's going to happen when she goes back out there, repackages herself, and finds the next mate? Is she looking for a dude with money? Is she looking or is she looking to protect her own money? So she doesn't worry about your money or she worries about spending your money and keeping hers. But let's just get this straight. Most men use money for number one, survival, and number two, to get better positioning with money. And in the absence of look and or status and or game, you're in the game sometimes with money and not a lot of it. With that being said, the top 10%, uh, the top uh, 10s and 9s on the marketplace in the terms of women, you'll be absolutely shocked as to how they work their early 20s and leverage their looks against men with money. So it comes into play, but sometimes it's not even relevant. Sometimes it's enough to even just get their attention. 
but sometimes does it guarantee you success? It's a tough, it's a tough position to be in. And let's talk about the jealous men, the jealous men who don't have money. They see you as messing up the game. So we talk about this. The simps are messing up the game. The tricks are messing up the game, which we there's there's truth into that. But what's equally happening is you don't have so um you're not able to go into into doing what the simps or the tricks or the sugar daddies or you can't do it and so then you shoot them down because you just don't have the money let's just be frank about this there's no amount of money that a woman can't outspend on you so if you have 1.4 million she'll spend it all if you let her however if you have 1.4 million dollars you don't have to look that great to have success out here. And with that being said, if you have one for $1.4 million, I guarantee you, you wouldn't be looking up YouTube red pill coaches, dating coaches and PUAs for game. You would never do it. You know what you would do? You'd be at the junior college letting off like you Rambo or command bro. I knew it was the brother with the Jackson 5 Afro. All right, let's get into status. He said, you be out there shooting blanks. So let's just call it what it is. I mean, I think when, when you talk about people who use game, it is a poor man's tactic. Plain and simple. Because I yet to heard a dude that was wealthy or had a significant salary ever profess to use game. Again, you go back to the demographic who typically uses it. They're the typically the lowest economic demographic in the country. I'm sorry if that's a little bit of shuffling, but that's just the truth. So they're least likely going to lean in favor of 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 of, of, of using money. They're typically going to say things don't lead with your wallet. You know why? Because there's nothing in it. <laughs> Even if you had something in it. More like more than likely, what you led with is all you got. Right? So you led with your flashy watch. You led with your car, your Porsche 911. You led with the $500 in cash and the, you know, the $5,000 limit credit card. That's what you led with. However, that's all you had anyway. <laughs> You didn't have much more than that anyway. And most likely they found that out. The woman found that out. Many times they found that out before you. she even laid down with you. Let's get back. Um, I'm supposed to do some shuffling here. Uh, status. Let's talk about status. Status to me is the least important. And I'm going to tell you why. And it's almost gone. Women have overcome the status conversation. More than likely, although you will see the occasional groupie interaction or women um, that look good and they'll aim higher because they're using their looks. They're leveraging their looks. So status obviously goes with the celebrity and it gives you an easier entry point into dealing with the woman. The woman's overly excited to deal with you, although that could work against you because um, as we say here, celebrities and men with status look at sex as a handshake. They look at women that run up to them sometimes either as dangerous or as an easy lay. And then ultimately they will get into the Chris Brown situation where they lay a useless nobody 
and he's a somebody. She was the 256th woman this year, and it ain't even mid-June, mid-July yet. But for her, that was her first celebrity. So she's going to think how euphoric the opportunity was. And for him, it was just another lay. This is the dynamic that's going to mess people up. Now, when it comes to status, okay, some women can have a bigger status and a much larger status than men today. This is where it really gets screwed up. This is where people don't, uh, this is where status is going away. Say, for instance, you take a Belle Delphine, you take an Instagram model, you take an OnlyFans model, you take a woman on social media that has 6,000 followers and you have 333. You take a woman that now you're in high school together and she has 10,000 followers and you barely got 32. In this case, women have trumped or at least caught up the status so much so that there are probably 50, 60, 70% of men that are under her in the status department, right? Have you ever had that interaction where I remember there was a really overweight, uh, light-skinned sister and she had a dirty bonnet on her head and it, she was nasty in my opinion, but she was like, if you're not paying my bills, if you're not doing this, 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 and this, and this, and this, I don't want to hear from you in essence. Even though she wasn't the top of the pick, she wasn't the pick of the litter, her status, and she had tens and hundreds of thousands of Instagram followers, hundreds of thousands, and men simping in her inbox and on her comment section. In essence, seven, even if you look good, you don't qualify. A lot are bots. <laughs> so... But even if they're bots, she don't get, she don't understand that. She's still getting enough simping. So the status conversation is actually kind of going away a little bit more. And what else makes it goes away is that women can easily access the men that they want. While you're trying to choose her, she's able to choose from a multitude of celebrities. This is how lopsided status is. She's trying to inbox a member of the starting five on the New Jersey Nets or the Brooklyn Nets. But a member of the bench core, a 10th man, the 10th man on the team is trying to DM her. She will because she is has access or she has enough beauty or enough status on her Instagram or whatever it is. She will make fun of the 10th man in pursuit of the top five starting five guy. Like, she would be like, who is this? Let me give you an example of this. There were women uh, that were making fun of some offensive linemen in the NFL trying to hit on them. They were making fun. They were like, who is this? Who is this offensive line? They looked them up. They looked this salary up. And they was like, who is this dude? And it was a useless woman over here. And they were like, I think they had a, a video. If you ain't Tom Brady, if you ain't, uh, what's the dude, the touchdown dude, he spikes the, if you ain't Tom Brady, I think she was talking about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And she was like, this dude DM me, he an offensive lineman, I don't even know who he is. And then she was like, if you ain't Tom Brady or Gronkowski, <laughs> that's, the, that's what I'm talking about. That's where status is gone. Because she can reach for Gronk. She might not get him, 
But she's like, if I try her, so you're trying to run game on this woman. You're trying to spend money on her. You're trying to trick on her. You're trying to out look. Well, I look better than Gronk. She don't give a damn. She's over here going, I'm going to get Tom Brady. There's a video of a woman trying to kiss Steph Curry at the basketball parade. Somebody said, damn, even offensive linemen can't smash. This woman, I wish I saved these videos. I used to post them on my old Instagram before they deleted it. And this woman was looking. She was doing it. You know how they do the TikTok thing, and it was in background, and it was a DM. And she was like, who is this offense? She was like, man, if you ain't Tom Brady or Gronk, um, <laughs> what was I talking about here? Oh, there was the, the video of a woman trying to kiss Steph Curry at the basketball championship parade. And he was he he was he was standing next to a woman, but it wasn't Aisha. It was like it was an older woman. I don't know if it was a sister or whatever. She runs up to him and tries to bring him in. And then he sees what's happening. And she's obviously trying to kiss him. And he blew back. So these are the women. And it was an ugly woman, by the way. <laughs> she was out of shape. But these are the ones you're running game on. These are the ones you're swiping right on Tinder on. These are the ones. And in her mind, she's like, if ever I had the chance, I'm going to jump on Steph Curry's lap. And in her mind, she was working this out. And she has no reason to even try to work that out. She should have gave up on that dream a long time ago. But this is what you're dealing with now. Because in this situation, status, uh, the higher status men are easily accessible. In the past, it was not like that. And I would say circa 2015, prior to 2015, a woman could almost never get a hold of a celebrity. Never. Now they can get flown out and flown right back to Topeka, Kansas, like nothing happened. Same day. Same day. This is where status is going. Because before 2015, celebrities were not on Instagram. They would not even make it. They worked everything through their publicists. They had to keep this anonymity. They had to keep this distance between the public. Now, celebrities are part of the public. You can have an Instagram account and a celebrity can comment on your picture. The game has changed. And so status for women has made it so that the top 10% is what they're aiming for. Um, and, and I know some women are like, not necessarily true. Um, your old ass don't understand you've been out of the game, but for the younger women, if I'm, if I'm young and I found a woman and I said, Hey, I'm going to run game on her. She'll say what? Follow me on Snapchat. Follow me on Instagram. This is how they're going to judge you because they're going to go to your Snapchat. They're going to pull your sh up and then you're going to have two, two Snapchat points and she's going to have 348,000 Snapchat points. And she's going to say, you're a loser. Trust me. Generation Z is doing this. She's going to be like, no, thank you. She's going to go to your Instagram. You're going to have 32 followers, and you're going to be following 5,000 people. She's going to say, you're a loser. Mm. <laughs> All right. This, I'm, you guys, and guys, there's no avoiding the social media game when you're in a dateable age. So I don't want to hear about you old people. When you're in the between the ages of 18 and 26, there's no avoiding it. You cannot say you don't have social media 
and think you're going to be successful on a regular basis. You might be able to slip past a couple of women and a couple of drunk skeezers at the bar. But if you're doing this back and forth with women, she's going to admit she's not giving you the phone number. She's going right into social media. Follow me on Snapchat. Follow me on Instagram. Follow me on my own. And then you're going to be able to go to her and you're going to look at her and go, shit, she got 14,000 followers. She got 14K. Have you ever done that? You go up to their page, they got 14K and you got 33. Mm. You, you going to be out. Your game better be airtight. <laughs> you better have game like you ain't never heard it before. Your game better be on point because you better, you got to overcome that. All right. And I, and these PUAs, they ain't got no answer for you. Why? Because they're not in that position. They, they're not in that circumstance. They might say, well, all you have to do is, but that, but that, but that man is married. Well, it don't matter. But see, when it mattered, when you, Mr. PUA guy, when it mattered, when you're saying it don't matter, but you ain't never been out on this field yet. Well, it don't matter. My tactics work no matter what. Okay. Get your ass out, get your ass out of the house. Go outside. All right. <laughs> you ain't even out here. You sitting up, hunkered down, trying to get sex from your wife. <laughs> Come on. That's what I don't get. You can't counsel when you ain't done. So that's why that's my biggest beef. Other than that, these gentlemen are smart. Listen to them. <laughs> Somebody said it doesn't matter to you. You got to remember, everybody ain't you. It doesn't matter to you because you could have you could have not the absence of everything else. So you might be like, you might have a little bit of looks, a little bit of money. So no, it doesn't matter. For me, it doesn't matter. Because I'm at the junior college and I'm going I got money. and I'm dishing out Jasmine rights. It don't matter. But if you guys wanted to know and you were curious, I've had situations where young women have tried to measure up to me social media and I run their ass out the building. Okay. I'm on Instagram with 89,000 followers. Okay. Not many women, these little young straggle daggles can keep up with that. I'm about to hit 100K followers on Instagram. So soon as they pull up my IG, I run young women out the building. <laughs> okay. I'll be like, oh, yeah, you nice on social media. I'll look at her. 6,000 followers. Interesting. And they look at my old ass. And I pull up my account and I pull up my YouTube and they go, shit. So again, does it matter for me? It don't matter for me, but not everybody is me. Not everybody is you. You can't just say it don't matter. It does matter when you got 33 followers and you following 5,000. You better have another strategy. <laughs> you better have another strategy because that ain't going to work for you. And she going to measure your ass up. And you're going to be lacking. She's going to pull out the damn. Oh, where's my tape? She's going to pull out the measuring tape. It absolutely is going to matter. <laughs> so.
Somebody says, get that blue check mark. Yeah, I mean, that's going to be the next level there. So uh, anyway, but people have to understand what helps, what's good for you would not be good for someone else. This is why PUA game doesn't work because what they're missing is, you know, there's a certain recipe that works. Not everything works right off the table. I think somebody was describing it. It's a science, not an art. Okay, no, 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 no. It, it's gonna you gotta have to mix your shit up. You know what I mean? Like KFC, don't put the special herbs and spices in, and then they be like, you know what? We'll leave out the 18th herb. We'll leave out the 18th spice. It'll be the same. No, it ain't. You missing one of the key elements that works for you. And then you go over there. He got six herbs and three spices. What works for you is not working for him. Trust me, it's not. So if you can come out here and sell somebody, <laughs> but you got a different formula and you're in a different location, you're in Edmonton, I'm in Los Angeles. You're in Tupelo, I'm in Seattle. What's working in Tupelo with the Mastodons in Tupelo is not working with the Mud Sharks in Seattle. All right, but that's what we have to understand. And this is okay as men. Whatever you don't have, there's, there's something that you can use. If you are absent of all, monk mode. If you don't want to play these silly games because people are like, this is silly. We're talking about dateable age generation Z. When we grew up, when we grew up MTV and cable TV and having access to these things, were important. When millennials grew up, having Netflix, your own apartment, your own car was important. And Generation Z, not even having your own car is important. Instagram is important. For like 90, 60, 70% of Gen Z, what's going on on Snap and Instagram is the most important thing. Just like you watching TRL or BET Uncut After Dark, or being up on the latest movie was important in 1996. Having a cordless phone set your ass apart. Having a cell phone set your ass apart in 2006. Having a having a flip text phone set your ass apart. Remember the uh, little Motorola flip pager? You had the Motorola flip like you was Montel Jordan standing next to the Escalade and you flipped your Mont Motorola flip. Now that set you apart. Now, it sounds silly, but it did. Generation Z, it's social media. Yeah, you're 106 in park. <laughs> All right. Yeah, the sidekick. Yeah, that's what it was, that sidekick. You like, like, yeah, the two-way pager. You got that two-way, baby. I got that two-way pager. She like, oh, he got a two-way. The little next tail chirp. <laughs> Yeah, it sounds silly. Unfortunately, it is what it is. Is it does this apply to everybody? No, but it applies to enough. Unfortunately, we can fight it if we want to fight it, but I don't think it's even worth belaboring the point. It matters. It don't matter to ugly people. Oh, that's the point that I wanted to make. Because I said women's looks. So a woman will say none of this stuff matters. And she'll be overwhelmingly average, plain, and or old. And she'll claim 
all of this, what I said isn't true. But you put her ass on the scale, not the scale, not the weight scale. Put her on the scale of beauty. She will be an afterthought more likely than not. In her mind, she'll be a legend. But in the real grand scheme of things, she will be irrelevant or she will just be a come up for somebody on a slow Tuesday. All right. So for the women saying, well, this doesn't matter. She'll be 35 and up. Okay. She will have, she have had her chance already. She will be divorced. She'll have a body count over 50. But we're talking about women between 16 or 18 and 28. (laughs) Sorry, I had to throw that in there because that is an important point. There will be a single mom at that point. They will always, they will, I don't even have Instagram. It will be an older woman who don't even have Instagram anymore. She's like, I don't even, but she has Facebook. I bet you she on Facebook posting a uh, selfie like this in the morning. Woke up like this, face filter. She got them damn deer, deer ears and her deer nose. Hi, everybody. Everybody's in the comment section. Oh, you look so beautiful. You're a princess warrior. You'll get a man one day. Whole face whited out or blacked out filter. You're like, what? She got diamond glittered eyes. You're like looking at her like, what in the hell am I looking at? Oh, you look fantastic. She then ironed out all the wrinkles in her neck. Mm. (laughs) Look at you, queen. (laughs) That's Facebook. All right, those people are watching my show today saying none of this really matters. Yeah, save it. You you out of the game, but you don't realize it yet. You like an old boxer that comes back at 45. All right, I'm coming back for my damn, I'm coming back for my return fight. You must be broke, huh? All right, shout out to uh, Jesus Ramirez. He says, yo, coaching my junior college girl only weighs 110 and I'm an athletic. 160 and I could carry her from the hotel lobby to the 10th floor and then you already know what it is out there all right the junior college is the fan it's absolutely fantabulous by the way all right anyway it's the greatest invention there is Harold L this is we're doing the uh PayPal's Harold L says I'm gonna put you on the spot coach are you team Bush or ball Peace leave. Dark side is a must. All right. I don't know. This is what gets my show in trouble. But Baldy, you see my head. You see my head. Rock the Baldy. Rock the Baldy. Anyway, when you mess with Slow Tuesdays, they'll come up and be like, uh, dude, how do you like? That's when you know. <laughs> They be like, how how do you how do you like it shaved? Do you like it shaved? Or do you like? Because you don't want that surprise. You walk, you are like, wow, oh my gosh. Anyway, all right, that's what happens when you dating women in their forties, and you go up, you go up the ladder, you open up, you like, oh wow, wow, okay, you taking it back? I see. Oh, I didn't have time to. You know, because they got jobs. They have the human resources. So I could focus on my career. They work 60 hours in human resources. They ain't got time to get that little trimmed up. All right. This is so, wait a minute. Oh, wait a minute. There they are right there. They ain't got time to get it all. <laughs> all right. Anyway, 
Somebody said George Foreman won the belt at 46. Nah, he fought Michael Moore. I mean, that was when the heavyweight title, they was passing it around after Mike Tyson fumbled the bag. All right, nobody wanted the belt. Dudes was coming out, they won the belt, and then they was uh, blowing up like the Goodyear blimp. They went out and ate up all they they ate up all through their championship money. Remember that? Buster Douglas went and got crazy big. I know he had an issue. Then Michael Moore blew up like the Goodyear blimp. They showed up looking like an old Pillsbury biscuit can. All right, nobody wanted the belt. Riddick Bow had the belt. They passed it around. They was like, you want the belt this week? They, Dude, Mike Tyson had the belt for like three, four years in a row, knocking everybody ass out. Everybody else get the belt, two fights, drop it. <laughs> they get their money, and they skedaddle. they like, man, I got my money. Shit, Rockman, Haseem Rockman. Remember, everybody had the damn belt. <laughs> Oh, man. Lennox Lewis, he had the belt for a minute. Then the Klitschko brothers had the belt for like 20 years. Nobody even realized they had the belt. They was like, who the, who the champion? The Klitschko brothers? Well, which, which one's the champ? Nobody cared. Nobody, man. Uh, um, Heavyweight fighting was over by then. No, I'm just playing. Shout out to George Foreman. But Michael Moore, dude, and did you see that punch that knocked out Michael Moore? I'm no conspiracy theorist, but look at my face. You see the punch that knocked out Michael Moore? I know George Foreman is a little stiff. He's a little stiff with his punches, but did you see that punch? I can't play it because I'm going to get a copyright. That punch was light. He said, yes, you are. That punch was light. He was like, you know, they have hand signals like go for the go for the gusto. You know what I mean? Like bring it home. He was like, bring it all home. He was like, bring it home. He hit him with that punch. He was like, he was like, where my money at? I got money. He didn't tucked it in. He tucked it in. He put the damn. He was like, look. He put the blanket all on him in the in the ring. He was like, oh my god, I'm punch drunk. I got money. Yeah, Michael Mora was like, I'm going to sleep. Thank you very much. What what was the round he went to sleep in? Six? He was like, this is enough. <laughs> anyway, shout out to everybody, man. Uh, we're having fun now. All right, I'll get to the show here. Uh, Mr. Norris, Jay Norris says, Coach, this is why you taught us that there are 3.5 billion women on this planet and that have an abundance mindset. That way we can focus on improving ourselves and let the women do the chasing. I know people don't want to hear that. We're the lions. We're supposed to be out here. Guys, I mean, you got to open your world up. You got to open your world up. Uh, having a, a scarcity mindset is a killer for you. You got to have that one woman. I know when I was younger, I kind of had that a little bit. But, and you're scared to see her go, please don't go away from me. When you call my name, I'll come running back to you with my heart. Please don't go away from me. I'll be rare for you. Man, please. Man, you get yourself a passport and an airplane ticket. You can't beat them off with a stick. <laughs> oh, my goodness. 
Yeah, man, I know. I'm I'm kidding, George Foreman. He's stiff puncher. It didn't look like a lot, but boxing is a that's a sport you got to know what you're doing. All right, do not go out there acting up. Cause them punchers, man, the heavyweights, man, they don't be around the ring. You know what I mean? They don't be out here. You know, Muhammad Ali was the only heavyweight that was like, yeah, Sean, you know what I mean? Float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. Heavyweights, you got to go slug it out. You slug it the hell out. I mean, you can't be running around the damn ring. Pretty. Remember that dude? Uh, sorry, man, I'm reminiscing about boxing. But, um... I can't remember his name. <laughs> but uh, he was the prince, Prince Nassim Hamid. Prince Nassim was like, he was never going to get hit. He was like the great tiger in Muhammad, uh, Michael Tyson Punch-Out. He was like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? We just ain't going to get hit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, uh, uh. they knew where the reach was. <laughs> they was just, yeah. <laughs> Prince Nassim, Zab Judah, they was just like, uh-huh, uh, yeah, oh, ooh, uh, 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 If you're a heavyweight, you can't do that. You got to go slug it out. Stand in here, right here. Let's go. Throw them punches. Punch right there to the kidney. Oh, let me stand in here, son. You know what I'm saying? Oh, here we go. Boom, uppercut. Stand in there like, yeah, bring it back. <laughs> Oh, my God. You can't run around, get your feet set. Oh, let me get my feet set. Nope, stand in here, slug. Tyson Fury don't, yeah, Tyson Fury don't stand around. Tyson Fury, he frustrates me. Shout out to Wisdom Vision Production. I always got to catch your name. I remember when KS Pastor Communita at my job was saying he was a trash human being and a woman hater, I later found out that they had never, ever watched any of his content. They only heard about him through people, which is common. He says, like, bro, the herd mentality is out of control. Say what you want to say about the George W. Bush community, but they're the only ones who constantly give me opportunities at success. Well, again, demographic plays a part. He says uh, the only reward successful black men appear to receive from the community is them stepping over our still warm leaking bodies to get to go buy their fifth pack of Newport that day uh, so they can continue complaining about how the racism don't work the same. The community ain't got no plan for you black man. Save yourself. S-Y-S-B-M brought to you by Wisdom Vision Productions and uh, we'll all rise to the top. We'll all rise together. We'll all overcome. But that hasn't been the history of our people. That hasn't been the history of our people. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't depend on that because not all of us have risen at the same time. Only a few of us have. And then, and then a few more and then a few more. But ultimately, we've been, you know, many of us have risen to millionaire status, some to middle management. And because of professional uh, or personal jealousy, we tend to not help the next man. It's a tragic story. You know, and it's full of hope strategy. Nah, man, we, we can't think like that. What we have to do is we got to be better. We got to be better for our people. What we need to do is, brother, you know, we can't have that type of mentality around here, man. We can't go for self. We have to have knowledge of self. We have to do for self. We have to keep the wealth. All right. But then what we, we have to do is the next man teach the next man. All right. Each one teach one. 
<laughs> I got it down, don't I? You know, brother, each one teach one. And then the next minute, the next minute, rat a tat, 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 like that. And I never hesitate to put a bullet in his back. Yeah, he get the promotion. He somebody said until he get the promotion. He get the promotion. You be like, what's up, brother, man? Yo, Sean, we in the building, Sean. Hey, yo, man, tell us how to get there. He looking at you like this. He like, uh, sorry, who are you, Sean? Yo, Sean, we don't speak the Sean Dunn language around here, Sean. All right, what we're going to do around here is you're going to treat me with some respect, son. You better buy down to me and kiss the ring up in this damn thing. All right, and I'm not I'm not from the Dunn language around here. You speak to me with some respect and correct your pro broken English and then speak with all your E's and R's around here. All right, don't treat me like I'm going to just come in here and hand it out for you. And pull your damn pants up and take care of your damn baby daddies. I mean, take care of your damn kids. All right, and I'm watching you. You slip up one damn time, I'll have you fired around here as a matter of fact i'm writing your ass up right now get over here real quick we're gonna write your ass yeah as soon as he get to the damn top he pulling your ass down he pulling your whole car and your file mm. <laughs> all right and you like brother man hey brother 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 how we make it get down What's up, brother, man? This is protected by the red, black, and green. Remember, you made me go all the way to the community march? And then he show up with his white woman at the damn function. you like, wait a minute. You got a white girl? Where's this? Mm. <laughs> Brothers always want to each one teach one when they at the bottom. They like, man, we started at the bottom, man. We going to make it. We going to overcome, man. And all you got to do, man, is help me get to the position you did. Just shuffle me over a couple thousand YouTube subscribers. You ain't going to miss them. Hey, man, put me on your show, man. Let's do a stream real quick. And let me get access to your audience. You know what I mean? Let me get access to your network. And then what we can do is I'm going to parlay what I know with your network that you spent years building. And we going to get rich together, brother. Hey, man, that's how it's going to do. <laughs> and then as soon as they start getting paid from my network, as soon as they get paid from my show, that's what happened. They gone. Hey, brother. Hey, man, I'm calling upon you, man, because I see you came up finally. I didn't come up off of you. You didn't help me. I helped myself, man. I'm self-made around this mug. You think you helped me? Man, I was already going to the top. I was always showing aspirations, man. You didn't help me. <laughs> it never fails. All right, shout out to... The concept or the concept you're rich so therefore she only wants you for your money is false if you're short mediocre and broke you still are a useful gump well that's true too yes so the the idea that she will only target you for money is not true if you if she can get something off of you women will use you <laughs> and he said then 304 <laughs> So we just got to remember, you're always a useful idiot. Even a simp is a useful idiot to her. Big Joker ATL says, the ceremony after the wedding, I call that the repass. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's not even your, he said the repass. That's not even your Lance chance out. Oh, man. No, that's, a, that's terrible. Big Joker ATL with the repass. All right. That's the that's the day she realizes she no longer has to guzzle anymore. Caitlin Ferguson, I have to laugh at older women who use or who get Botox and plastic surgery 
in order to compete with younger women in order to get a, in order to get a man father time is undefeated yep but then they uh, the whole thing then is they want to look younger they always talk about they look younger they always talk about no one even carded me i went to buy alcohol somebody looks still somebody told me i look like i was 26 years old they'll say that and then you show up with a 26-year-old and you're in your 40s. How dare you? You robbing a cradle. You nasty, pathetic human being. Oh, my God. That's somebody's daughter. You're a creep. You probably are Kelly's cousin. And you're like, you just said you look 26. But I showed up with a real 26-year-old and she looks 22. Have you ever noticed that? Older women be like, somebody said I look 26. Well, I'm like, that's not a compliment. Because if you look at 26-year-olds, many of them look 22. They don't look 26. <laughs> you look 26 because you're older than 26. You look like what people would think a 26-year-old look like. Have you ever done that? You'd be like, boy, these people, god dang, they must be in high school. They'd be like, freshman year in college, senior year. You're like, <laughs> like you're 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 barely you're barely in the middle of college right now, Lord. 26 in dog years. I didn't even get carded. They say I look younger for my age. They say I look like my daughter. And the daughter's 22. All right. So if you look like your daughter, but I show up with your daughter, how am I? How am I a creep? Cali West, Miami coaches right. I did a lukewarm approach to a sister at my homie's barbecue on Saturday. She wouldn't give me her number, but she added me on Facebook. She messaged me the next day. I guess she had to see if I was somebody or if I wasn't friends with her ninjas free agent for life. Okay. And by the way, um, knowing people, uh, I remember Bumble. I think Bumble came out when it first came out, it attached to your Facebook and you could see how many friends you had in common on Bumble. They got rid of that because what they found out was that these women couldn't creep. And they would least likely be in, they thought it would that they thought it would create a safer environment for women to get engage with you. Oh, you know, all of my friends. Good. I'll add you or I'll swipe right on you. But what they found were women wanted to be in the street. And the more people you knew, the worse it was for you. I don't know if y'all remember how old that is. That was the original Bumble that they were trying to show that you were you guys knew common people. And it was because all Bumble is is supposed to be putting the power in women's hands, right? So safety, getting them to make choices, getting them to start the engagement interaction, it gives them the power. So Bumble thought, hey, we'll we'll show that you guys know people in common, but that worked against you because they can't be out here creeping. They couldn't be out here doing dirt and being in these streets. In these streets. And so it exposed it, and they got rid of that quality. They got rid of that one. They was like, nah, that ain't working. The, they found that the more people you had knew in common, the less likely y'all was getting off. That tells you the creeper mentality that, that, that they deal with. So again, um, Callie West got shuffled over to social media, and um, that's part of the game now. Social media is part of the game. It's like a phone number. Please call me successful competitor. He says, I'm killing it on Seeking and Tinder. My last run, uh, my last run of the last several months has netted me 10 chicks laid. He says all eight pluses. That's what people don't get. And he says in all, the oldest was 31 and all the rest, 18, 20, 22, 23, and 26. 
Gen Z is a mofo. People don't really get it. All right. And these are the same women you're cold approaching. And then he says, I'm picking on look. He says, I'm picking on looks. Few girls have qualities to merit long-term relationships. Of course, they don't have anything to leverage, which produces a pump and dump scenario, even if I want it longer term. After about three or four times, you'll discover she has nothing else to go with. I enjoy the fine dining and paying for the entree. And they see the nice restaurant and always choose to extend the date. Always. It's it's a, like a layup now. My pad, car, clothes, or panties droppers, so that's ball game. My IG is basic as F, but it isn't an issue with any of my junior college girls. Well, because you already, yeah, it's not an issue if you have this. The biggest risk is that Gen Z is a wash in chlamydia. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, my God. Well, that is a risk for sure. Um, what, you're, what you just said, and that was Ed B, Edward B. What you just said is exactly what's happening out here. And I don't see your age, but I think you're in your 40s. It is somebody says I call cap on the eight pluses. I don't do. I, I can tell you it's not. It's what he's saying is true. You guys are going to be shocked. I'm telling you. You guys are going to be shocked. If you're not on my locals stream when I do this, I, I some people are not on my local stream. But the STIs are out of the, you got to be careful out here because Gen Z is absolutely reckless um, when it comes to this. Gen Z is absolutely reckless. And higher looking, the, the, the better looking girls in Gen Z, they out here doing stuff you would not believe. It's, a, it's, it's crazy. And you're going, man, this is how it goes down. You like they getting flown out, and I know people are like them younger girls don't want you. I y'all don't even know, y'all don't even know. I know you, you know some of y'all don't have friends or daughters in this age group. Some of you guys just aren't connected, so you don't know anybody that's 24, 25, 23, 22. You guys just don't know, so you're like, nah, it ain't like that. It is a Somebody says, ask your nieces. Mr. West says, ask your nieces. Ask your nieces if they own seeking arrangements. They got to be 18, 19, or 20. You're going to be shocked. Go to locals. You got to be a subscriber. I don't, I'm not trying to sell you. But if, if you're not a believer, just go to my locals. You're, I show it. I show it to you right here. I show it to you. I live and in living color. You see the interactions. And I show you the ages. I show you the pictures. You're seeing it. Somebody says, oh, somebody says, just go to a bar and tell the young bartender about your trip to Vegas. You'll have a travel travel buddy that easy. Um, I was in Newport and um, and I was telling, I was like, oh, I got season ticket to the Raiders. This girl bartender, 20, 26, something like that. Um. She was like, I'd love to go with you sometime. That's all I said. Threw her number in my phone. I don't even know. I never even called her. One of the reasons why is because I couldn't get into the games because I didn't take the poke. Let me see if I still got her number in here. Uh, there it is right there. Look, I I'm going to show you I'm not lying. Now, I can't show her phone number, but this is what I'm telling you, leveraging all of this stuff. I, I went to Fleming's. I'm going to show you the name. I got. I can't show you the phone number. Let me see if y'all can see. 
right there. Michelle Bartender Flemings. I'm telling you, I wasn't lying, but like what I, I don't attribute that to the game. I was sitting there eating. Uh, the other bartender was talking about the football game. She was ear hustling. I said I had season tickets to the Raiders, and she was like, I'd like to go. Here, let me give you my number. So anyway. <laughs> he said, call her up later. She wasn't that. She was basic to me. I'm like, I could go to the junior college to get way more better. And it would be way more worth it. But I had to get that poke. So that my whole season. <laughs> uh, anyway, my whole season was a wash because I didn't get the poke last year. But they better not mess me up this year. They better not mess me up this year. So go to Fleming's. You'll find Michelle there. <laughs> you'll find Michelle. You'll be like, do you know the coach? Who is this in here? Harold L says, sorry, coach. It's Bush Peace League for me and YouTube. Chill out. The coach and the coach gang just having some fun. The girls can have fun. Why can't we? Shout out to you. And he wants Uncle Earl in the building, and then we'll do it. Here comes the bankroll. Here comes. This would make it all happen right there. That's what will make it happen. If a man want to know how to meet a nice woman, how you meet her? With this. <laughs> First damn word come out your mouth, I got money. <laughs> but those not respectable women. I don't want no respect. I want some ass. <laughs> damn the respect. I want you to break down like a 12-gauge double bear shotgun and show me what you're working with. But don't you want commitment? What, to who? You don't want to be committed. <laughs> I'm committed to getting her to that bedroom and giving her what she needs. He said, hell no. Kahu? All right, shout out to Harold L. going on the Bush game in the building. He on that George W. Bush, too. Shout out to Real Fit Style says, tricking means deceiving. So there has to be a level of deception in it for it to be the trick. So when you say it's a trick, you're like, how did that person get tricked? And how did the other person do the tricking? Like, what was the trick? What was the deception? If there's no deception and it was a transaction, there's no there's no tricking. The person would have to be tricked out of something. Like stolen property, a relationship, overpaying, overpaying potentially could be tricking. Or you paid and didn't get what you paid for. That would be, there would have to be deception in a trick. I don't know if you guys know. No? No? Man, I don't know. <laughs> and that's you. Edward, uh, seeking, uh, sitting this one out, says Urkel was a lame, so he turned into Stefan message. So that's where he did it. So he, he went from, okay, I'm lacking. I'll do the Stefan. And then the girls fell in love with them, right? Uh, Anthony Bobo says this is for Taco Tuesday and the Gorditas who have the best succeed in the bills in the business. All right. There's always those. There's always those. Mr. Jose V says have a friend that didn't consummate for six months. I actually heard stories of men that got married. I don't know if that was from you. I've heard of a few men that got married 
and they didn't have sex with their wives for a minute. Trust me on this one. But it's going to be hard to figure out because it's actually embarrassing to ask a man, did you consummate on your wedding day? Because he's going to say, of course I did. But I guarantee you there's some men that have stories that they did not consummate on their wedding day. Would you get married if you knew you weren't going to consummate on your wedding day? I want y'all to think about that. And I want some wives speak up. Wives speak up. I know some of you guys did not give your husband any. That would be, you would, you would not get married. You would be like, why would I go through all of this and not get it? And she'll come up with her first marital excuse. She'll say, oh, you know, uh, can we get to this in the morning? I promise when I wake up, I'll give you a sloppy out. And you just made your first side deal. That's going to ruin. You're going to be out of leverage forever. Somebody said that's illegal. It actually, it actually is illegal. <laughs> it actually is. You have to have consummation of the marriage for it to be valid. I believe that is illegal. You guys are absolutely right. If you're seeing, saying that, I think the whole purpose of the marriage was it's not a marriage until it's consummated. Even if you had premarital, but these were the days where it wasn't premarital allowed. So maybe that has something to do with it. And she's going to say that, Hey man, you know, we were already fornicating already. Why would I, you know, you can hold off for one more day. Relax. I'm tired. I have a headache. I'm hungry. I'm hungover. My feet hurt. Last thing I want to do is 10 toes up. It's okay. We'll be together forever. No sex tonight. Man, this is, dude, it's real. I've heard stories like that. Uh, somebody said in that shoot. And that's Mar, uh, we're going to call you Mr. Roll in the building. Shout out to you for your support today. Uh, Beckham C says, I'm 19 and I just started reading your book. Thank you. Appreciate you for getting the book, investing in yourself. Take the best information. Uh, we're giving handed down information like men used to hand down to younger men and take it for what it's worth and make the best out of your life. At 19, you don't have a lot of leverage. So it's going to be rough. It's going to be rough for most men. 80% of men at 19, you're struggling. You just want to get just a little bit of woman attention. Angel Martinez, that guy lifting the bride legs look like Bambi. Yep, he didn't skip land leg day. River bacon, grass-fed, beef, broccoli, carnivore diet, great for you. I don't know if that's a question, but there's a, where's our guide, no drift. He'll tell you that that carnivore diet is good for you. All right, no government name, just got the money mindset. Thank you, brother. Shout out to you. I got money. Those are the powerful streams on Sunday night. Nashwick says things aren't looking good for Brittany Griner. She fumbled the bag. All right, Brittany, Brittany Griner. You got to just look at her and go, wow, I can't believe you made that big of an error. During a war where you're now a prisoner of war, I would say, you go over there and commit a crime as the most, I mean, she's six foot nine. She can't be missed. They're looking for you to mess up. You messed up. And now you on lockdown until whenever we figure out all of this NATO and all. 
I I'm going wow. The and her timing is disastrous. And now everybody's like, it's racial. Man, this is Russia. This ain't America. Would y'all stop putting American stuff over on Russia? Plus, they can do whatever the hell they want. It's Russia. <laughs> We're like, oh, it's because she was a black woman. If a white woman would have went over there, uh, Joe Biden would have got her out. Okay, well, if we're using that logic, if it was a straight woman, would she would have got out earlier as opposed to being a Skittles? I mean, we could probably say that too, but now you can't say that, <laughs> right? You can't throw that on the table because then I'm the phobic. Because, but if we want to be honest, it probably is the truth, all right? <laughs> Unfortunately. But she the one went over there talking about America and all the privilege that white people have. And she went over there and said she want to get out of America. And she went over there and guess what? She's like, America looking good right now. America looking fantabulous. Because I can't even imagine what the gulag looking like over there. Do they have a picture of her prison cell? Oh, in Russia. Shout out to. Um, Jermaine, we'll call you Jermaine J. He says, build yourself to save yourself. Finally unstuck. It is the secret to man's life. If you're asking and begging for women and begging, you're going to be, dude, I'm telling you. Sending this one out says E1, T1, each one, teach one until you scuff his Jordan, Sean. And then you on the outskis. And then he decking you. Somebody got declined. And and Cartiana run, wait, ran nasty boy. Wait, nasty boy. Oh, I'm sorry. And Cartagena ran into a nasty boy coach game member out here. Okay, okay. I had to get it. I had to figure that out, what you were trying to say. All right, but I got it because you put the into in there. Oh, you ran into a nasty boy coach gang member. Hey, coach gang is international. If you guys did not know, we worldwide, worldwide BDP crew in the building. Hey, man, they don't like your money, uh, John. They don't like your money. Juan O says Gordita Tuesday in full effect tonight. Boy, I remember, man. When I was in Newport, I had me a couple of, I had like three or four of them in the, I couldn't see them often, but I would be like, all right, I'm, it's a slow Tuesday. But instant regret would hit my face after instant regret. And I would be like, oh, I can't believe I did that to myself. Cause you know what you're telling yourself. You're telling yourself when she comes over, you're going to be going, I'm going to go rounds. <laughs> you're going rounds. You're like, I'm going to go rounds and rounds. And then she get over there. Soon as you bust one time, you're like, I don't even think I could go back for seconds here. That clarity hits you like a ton of bricks and it's immediate. He says, what have I done? Neo style. What have I done? What have I done? What have I done? You sitting there like this thinking, pondering. My God, look at that thing. (laughs) She probably thinking the same thing, but you looking at her like, oh boy. I can't even look. (laughs) So I said, forgive me, Jesus. Lord, forgive me for my sins. I was the lust. The spirit was willing, but the flesh was weak. God, look at that. Oh, 
she stand up and go to the bathroom. You watch. You be like, oh, look, oh my God. Did I do that? Oh. <laughs> but the nasty boys be like, we the nasty boys. And then afterwards, roar. Oh. Don't let her get to talking to you. She started talking to you, hanging out. You'd be like, oh, looking like it. Oh, my God. Look at that. What time is it? Boy, it's getting dark outside. Yeah, I ain't even got no watch on my wrist, but I can tell it's dark outside. Hey, um, I got to get up early in the morning. Oh, my God. Yeah, could you go on and leave? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You start finding her clothes, them big granny panties. You looking at them like, oh, that's yours, Lord. You find her bra. You put it on your head. You're like, did I have that on my head? Here, here's this. Put your socks back on. Would you get out? And she start hanging out. She don't want to leave. Oh, I know you want me to leave, but I'll just hang out. Were you? What are you kicking me out again? Uh, I I can't leave right now. I'm just enjoying myself. You're like, dang, get out, leave. Like you want her to leave fast. You're like, leave fast. Put it all on. Let's go. Get out quick. Don't let don't let the neighbor see you. <laughs> don't let the neighbor see you be quiet when you go outside Shh. soon as she go outside all your neighbors out having a community meeting right outside your apartment they see the girl come out they're like damn oh man look at it boy you was down bad tonight huh mm. your neighbors all look over they like look at that oh my god when you got the fine girl, you walk it down, you call to your neighbor's name. Hey, yo, Tyrone. Look, yo, Sean, look at the yard. Look at what I got. Tyrone ain't at home. His whole place dark. And like, damn, he ain't here. Nobody see me. You strolling down the street. You done park way down the street, around the corner, so you can parade the fine girl down the street. you like, look at what I got. All right. Nobody at home. Soon as soon as you bring that mastodon. To the crib, everybody outside, kids playing outside. They having a day of high school graduation. The whole community uh PTA is out there. The whole damn uh bar. <laughs> and they see you walk up. They see her pull up in her car. She come up rickety. <laughs> she park in front of your house. You like, oh, no, not in front of the house. She get out. She waddle all the way up to the your stair, calling your name. I'm on my way in. You're like, oh, man, be quiet. Damn, I told your ass to come at 930. Well, I was a little bit early, 845. I'm super excited. It's still light outside. You're like, oh, my God, damn. I... <laughs> they laughing at you. they like, yo, coach down bad. He talking about he be getting hoes. But look at that big old thing that came out of his house. That, they, yeah, bro. Anyway, <laughs> all right, man, we having fun in here. Man, who, who's taking these things personal, man? Don't take it personal. Take the bitter with the sweet. Thank you for all the support. Appreciate you. Shout out to M. Jones in the building for the late contribution, but it ain't too late. We're going to call you M. Jones to not give out your government name all the way in the building. Okay, shout out to the coach gang. Enjoy. Let's hit y'all off with, oh, man, who haven't we seen? We got to get some new clips up. Uh, we could do Josie. Uh, we could do, boy, we've already seen them. Let's do the simp. We'll, we'll do the simp here. 
actions are based on a misunderstanding of how we have survived together. It is a contract. I thought you were going to who has made you cry the most? Who has the nicest body? Who is the funniest? Who does your mom like the most? Who has cheated on you? <laughs> Who was the biggest liar? <laughs> <laughs> Who was the best kisser? <laughs> Who do you think loved you the most? 